Coming up next, it's Natalie Cutler-Welsh with her show, Up Your Brave. Community, connections, holistic health, and more on RCR. Reality Check Radio. People are struggling to have conversations and connect with others that they don't completely agree with on every topic. And I think that's probably the biggest problem that we need to try and solve is how after all this division and after all the separation, do we end up bringing people together again? And what does unity really look like? New Zealand faces some pretty big issues. First one is COVID in the aftermath. There's no getting away from that. Second is racial division. It's been ginned up and it's dangerous. Another issue that maybe people haven't got their head around yet is digital currency. What form does that take? Is it programmable? Will it be used to manipulate behaviour and patterns of behaviour? Those questions need to be asked and answered. How can you have fair, open, democratic government by people who are appointed? It's a ridiculous idea. And if that idea is taken to its zenith, then this country is in real trouble because democracy, one person, one vote, where every vote is of equal value, has got to be the foundation of a modern New Zealand. What's true, what's not true, how our kids are to be educated. And, you know, I have a great fear for the future. I think we know from history where this could end up. Happy Friday, everybody. It is November the 3rd, and you're listening to the Up Your Brave show with your host, Natalie Cutler-Welsh, here on Reality Check Radio. It's an exciting day. We've got the special votes coming out today. We're going to be hearing a little bit more about that in the coming, I guess, in the next week or so. Um, kind of sitting on the edge of my seat a little bit with that, but also just getting on with life in general. How has life been for you? Very keen to hear. And speaking of specials, I hope you've got special something special coming up this weekend. I am heading out to my forest retreat, the Escape to the Forest business retreat. You may have heard me mention it. I'm so excited to go. Um, one of my previous guests, Rob Robertson, runs this amazing venue called Stargate Forest, which is only a 50-minute drive north of Auckland. So it's up near Matakana. And I'm going to be there with um, nine other amazing women. And we're going to be doing vitality, visibility, and mapping their path to impact for 2024. Um, if that appeals to you, you can get in touch with me because I'm already taking names for the upcoming retreat, the follow-up retreat. I'm going to be doing another one probably in March um, in 2024. So if you want to learn about that, send me a message. Oh, you can probably send me a message on 2057, which is our text number, and I'll get in touch with you that way. Otherwise, you can look me up at Up Your Brave on Instagram or Facebook. So I'd love to say thank you to the people that have written in to us over the past week. We have got someone writing in here talking about Jenny's interview. Hi, Natalie. Fantastic interview with Jenny Kennedy. Thank you. I look forward to listening again so that I can consider actions to help myself with my health issue. My mind kept wondering as each point was elaborated on and being able to pause the replay will be most helpful. Congratulations on your award. Awesome achievement. Have a cracker day, Pam. Thank you, Pam, for the congratulations and thanks for listening. Yeah, it is really handy to go back sometimes and re-listen to something because sometimes in the moment, if you're busy doing something or um, there's a lot of knowledge to take in. So definitely everyone, I hope you are making the most of the replay feature. 
Uh, thank you. Here's another one writing in. This is Beth who says, just listening to John Denver's Sunshine on My Shoulder and have tears rolling. We had an eight track music player in our car when I was a kid and one of the cassettes was John's. Music can be very triggering for me. Who knew the song would make me cry? Reminds me of my family back home in the UK. Thank you to the listener, Sue, for suggesting it. I probably needed a good release. Great show, Nat. Take care, Beth. Thank you. And that's so great. I, I do love it when you guys write in and recommend a song. In fact, we do have a song request coming up today after this, which is also one of our listeners' requests. So if you do have a, a song that you'd love to hear again on the um, on the radio here with us, send it in 2057 on the text or inbox at realitycheck.radio. All right, one more here. This is Tess writing in. Hi, Natalie. I just want to say a huge thanks for your program. I really love it and have gain so much knowledge about all the things I love. Some topic ideas, not sure we could speak, uh, past lives, near-death experiences, Rudolf Steiner and higher knowledge. Another idea, music therapy. From Pip Angie. Thank you so much for writing in, Pip. I love getting your guys' suggestions. And as you know, I'm open to all those types of topics. So definitely we can look at... Um, and expanding on some of those topics. I've got amazing topics coming up for you guys today. I've got three incredible guests, and this is actually my, a two-man and one-woman show today. First up, I'm going to be talking to Hector Bassett, all about profit, profit and purpose, and creating a life of freedom. Now, this is the one that I gave you guys. I think I gave you a little sneak peek last week of this one. He got quite emotional in the interview. It's quite amazing. And the message I really took away from this one is how so it's so important to prioritize what is your priority at the moment. And Hector actually changed his workday week to be only, I think, three days so he could really focus on family. He's had quite a number of challenges, like many of us have had a few challenges. Well, he's had, I think, three or four significant challenges in the past few years. And he shares some of that journey with us today as well. Of course, he's also a business coach and an accountant. Um, after that, I'm talking to Carol Bird. You may have heard me mention going to this healing room here in Auckland. Well, um, Carol is one of the first people in New Zealand to have one of the EE systems, the energy frequency healing systems. She's got an eight unit room. I know there's other places popping up around New Zealand, which is very exciting because you know, part of that is the future of healing and the future of medicine is this frequency. So I'm talking to Carol Bird, um, quantum energy healer on the EE system in New Zealand and the power of bioscalar photonic healing technology. So stick around for that one. And then after that, I'm talking to Matt Bowden. Um, and we met actually at the NZDSOS conference. We both had we both were stallholders there. He is an activist, an innovator, and performance artist also known as Starboy. And we're going to be talking about his spike detox. It's a product that he's got. And also he's very knowledgeable all around the spike protein. And as he says in the interview, whether you got it from infection, injection, or personal connection, it doesn't matter. Um, he's going to share some tips on how to reduce the damage of the spike detox, how to detox uh, the spike protein, how to detox it out of your body. So definitely some good wisdom in there. Um, and we're talking, and he's also talking about New Zealand's response to the pandemic. You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR Reality Check Radio.
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Up Your Brave show here with Natalie Cutler-Welsh on Reality Check Radio. Next, I'm chatting with Hector Bassett, and we're diving into the topic of profit, profit, and purpose, creating a life of freedom, how one heart-minded accountant turned business coach and created a life of freedom. Welcome to the show, Hector. Thank you. Very cool to have you here tuning in from Palmy. Yes. <laughs> For those of you that don't know Hector, Hector Bassett is a seasoned CPA with over three decades of diverse business experience with a career spanning 30 years. He has honed his expertise in accountancy, including a foundation-building four-year stint at IRD, Inland Revenue, back in the 80s. For the past 25 years, Hector has been dedicated professional in public practice, specializing in serving business owners and investors. In particular, he has a passion for serving heart-minded business owners who understand there are more important things in life than building a business empire or acquiring more or acquiring more assets and toys. In November 2009, Hector turned his entrepreneurial dream into reality by founding Davidson Fraser. This firm was born out, out of his passion and vision to provide clients with a distinct and personalized custom fit service in the world of business and money mastery. As the principal and director of Davidson Fraser, Hector continues to lead the way in delivering personalized business and coaching solutions and guidance to his clients. Ooh, I'm excited to hear all about that and particularly the heart-minded side of it and how that came to be. Can you share with us, uh, before we get into that, how is life generally at the moment and, and how have the last three years been for you? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, the last three years have been very challenging. I mean, it's hard to talk about the last three years without talking about COVID, isn't it? Um, and the impacts that have. I guess the particular, the particular, and it's kind of answering your question about heart-minded as well, because the being someone who's helped other people in business, um, I guess I had a my own fairly unique view into um, the impacts of um, the lockdowns and um, the way that I felt we became quite um, a divided country in and in a way that um, I've never experienced it in my lifetime in New Zealand. And so, um, yeah, so so seeing, uh, I, I've always had a fairly soft heart. If you talk to my wife, you'll see that um i cry at the drop of the hat over many things um i used to really struggle with it as a as a male uh feeling like it was kind of a feminine trait but i've learned to um embrace it and learn to embrace my intuition um yeah so so i've really so and it's really interesting I, I, over the years i had a number of um I was never a great employee. Um, I had a couple of my employers. Yeah, what's that? Yeah, a couple of my employers suggested that perhaps what I was doing wasn't what I should be doing. Um, but I, what part of what I realized is that I always really enjoyed the the kind of left brain, right brain coming together. You know, I I always had a I always had a head for numbers. You know, right from school, even though I didn't apply myself maths just made sense to me um but what i quickly discovered once i left school is that as much as i 
knew how to make money and knew how to account for money. I, I was terrible with money because of how I felt about myself. It was essentially a lack of self-esteem that were things that I was taught, uh, not logically, but um, emotionally from the parenting that I had. And, and I, I, I developed a really healthy and great relationship with my dad in his last years. But um, the what, what what they taught me really really stuck with me. So I've so coming back to your heart minded thing and how the last few years have been. I, I've um, you know I've built a business that that uh, a, a lot of it's I, I do coaching, but a lot of it's tax. So so it carries on. Um, but it was very hard for me and heartbreaking for me mm. to see these businesses that over, overnight had um uh had kind of lost their way um and and um many of them had um many of them dealt with it better than I did but sit, but seeing it just had a had a particular kind of impact so so yeah, it's been a real it's been a real str- struggle. Um, look, I won't go into all the detail, Natalie, but the um, so so I've always I, I kind of do this right brain business. It would seem, although actually, the more I've gone, the more I um, develop my softer skills uh, and my coaching skills, which essentially is rather than giving you advice, Natalie, how if if I'm dealing with you one of my primary objectives is to understand you, understand your objectives um, and not tell you how to do things, but help you understand yourself, help you understand your objectives and how to put it together. So um, I've really enjoyed bringing the left brain, right brain thing together. And it's really, um, um, it's really been challenging. Um, uh, Just a couple of the things that have happened. um, We've got three boys. My wife wanted them vaccinated. I didn't. Uh, that nearly ended our marriage in and of itself. Um, then trying to live in a house where you're managing out of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost my brother to cancer. Couldn't get over to see him. So, um, and then and then about eighteen months ago, my wife got. My wife got cancer, and so she's 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 had it had surgery, had it removed, and and is um and is um has you know has had surgery and it's and no treatment. So, um, but there, I'm not so much sharing with this from a from a sympathy for perspective, but um, what what I know, Natalie, is that um, my experience over the last three years. Is not unique. Yeah. Um, and basically, uh, I think a lot of our Western culture encourages us to to be positive uh, and just get on, rather than just sometimes. Sometimes the thing to do is sit with it. Life is hard sometimes, and actually, um, and I don't. You know, I don't mind expressing myself like this and the fact that I I moved to tears like I said that used to I used to feel that was a a weakness but I never want to I never want 
to stop feeling. Mm-hmm. I never want to stop. I want to be outraged by certain things. Yeah. I want to be cross. Um, and I want to I want to be okay regardless of how I am a- and actually make peace with um, that I'm not okay because we're all not t- to some extent, and that's part of what's happened over the last little while is there's a there's been a real um significant impact for many. So yeah, I, I'm um that's kind of how my that's a long answer to your question, but um that's you know that's a that's a snippet. We've also done a house renovation that's um been quite traumatic. It's it's fabulous to get it done, but to um to not have a home to go to has been really challenging with uh, trying to raise three kids and and all the interruptions to their school life and all that sort of palaver. Um, and without getting into it too much, Natalie, I, much of it from my perspective was so unnecessary. And, and I think mm-hmm. I think that's what people are starting to see. You now, regardless of whether you believed in the science or otherwise, people are starting to see that you know we we, we as a country haven't done a fantastic job over the last little while. Um, and again, that's not to be. I was really encouraged when 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 we talked about connecting because you spoke about being uh, positive, and I can't remember what else you said. And I and I thought for me that's really good because I I lean towards the critical assessment, um, which can be seen as negative, but actually, if we don't kind of just accept, if we don't accept that so much of who we've been is not who we're committed to being. It's really hard. If we just pretend like it's okay, it's really hard to make progress from that place. I agree. We don't want to just be like, oh, silver linings, move on. And coming from your background as an accountant, I mean, you're trained to see the faults and the flaws. That's part of your superpower. And we need to look at the faults and the flaws of what we've all been through in order to realize how do we want to show up and and what are we okay with? Before we get into more stuff, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you on a number of levels. Number one, you were like, oh, my situation's not unique. And I hear you. And I said, yeah, like, because sadly, tragically, So many people have been through so many challenges that we never would have imagined. But I still want to honor the fact that you've had quite a few stack up there. You know, when you mentioned the clients and clearly how much you care about them and seeing how they suffered, that affects you. Having the marriage and you're on the opposite side of the street, you know, hey, everyone knows my story. I'm in the exact same boat. It's rough. Um, Your wife with her illness. I mean, some people would have one of those things, right? And then the renovation which, you know, obviously there's a good thing coming with a, a lovely home, but renovations are are trying, especially when things are already hard. So I want to acknowledge, even though you said your situation is not unique, I want to acknowledge you have been through so much. I also want to acknowledge you expressing emotion. And my audience, I imagine some of them would be feeling emotional with you as you were. And I just let you go. I mean, some people would say, oh, can you pause the interview? Can we start again? No. That's not who you are, and I love that. And thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. And that is part of being, I think you used the term, having a soft heart. Well, guess what? What do we need more than ever now? We do need to have a soft heart. We do need to have a critical mind. We do need to have a bit of a discerning outlook in terms of everything we're being told or fed or however you want to look at it. So... Let's talk about 
freedom. Because one of the, you know, your, your topic today is profit, profit, and purpose. And by the way, you guys, profit, P-R-O-F-I-T, profit, P-R-O-P-H-E-T, and purpose, in case people thought I had a stutter, um, and creating a life of freedom. What is the What does a life of freedom look like to you? Um, it's it's really interesting because um, part of part of why I chose to and I've de- I've developed a, a a money management program around business and part of why I've chosen to stay focused on money is not because I love money so much but because it's so um, integral to the world we live in and um, and like I touched on I've always had a head for numbers. And, and understood money, but that doesn't mean I've had proficiency with it. Um, and so um, so to live in this world and live in reality, generally speaking, you're going to go much better if you accept that there is a financial conversation out there and you learn to be good with it. Um, but so much of it is not, is one, it's not rational. Um, and if we learn to understand it, and understand our relationship to money, uh, that that's that's allowed me to develop um, a sense of freedom around it. And see, here, here's the thing, Natalie, is that um, you know we're middle class, white middle class New Zealand. We're we're not super wealthy. And my wife and I, probably like a lot of people in our story, we had nothing as kids, and we um, so we've got a fair bit of cash, a fair bit of financial resource. Um, but that doesn't make me happy. Like mm. that doesn't resolve, that doesn't help with, you know, those issues that I've talked about doesn't bring my brother back. It doesn't, you know, so, um, so the, so the, so the freedom is, is much, much more. It's not, it's not quite a mindset. I, I kind of have a bit of a bugbear with mindset. Sometimes people talk about mindset. It's a, our minds are part of who we are. You know, if you talk about who I am, I my brain is 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 I own my brain. I own my body. My brain and my body work together. But there's something whether you believe in spiritual or whatever. Um, so it's all about a relationship to money, a relationship to life. Um, so so putting money in perspective. That's 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 what allows freedom. I I still I, I I'm getting quite stressed at times at the moment. I'm taking a step back from my business and. I can still get stressed about my financial situation, even though actually when I speak, look at it rationally, I'm very comfortable. I keep getting distracted by your um, your background, seeing Peter Williams and the and uh, Rodney Hyde. It's, it's <laughs> my like, RCR uh, background. It's, it's like I'm um, like, it's like You're I'm talking to the whole panel over here. Got an audience. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's so that's what it, so that's what it's about. Look, so, so it is it is about uh, you know in a business sense creating financial reserves in your business so that when the Poo hits the fan. Um, you've got something to come back on. The same with your personal life, and um, and and that having those financial reserves that my wife and I have built up over twenty years, by the way, um, that's that that does allow for something, but it's not. It's it's only part of the picture. Did that answer your question? Yeah, and I mean, I do want to know what what does freedom look like to you? Meaning, like, like what are you doing? Who are you with? You know, that type of stuff in terms of your your greater vision for yourself. Um, but before you know, so ponder that. I'll come back to it hopefully. Uh, you talked about people putting aside reserves. What about people? For our listeners, I love to give them some really actionable, tangible tips. Sure. 
What about some people, someone's listening and they were like, listen, I would love to have some, you know, money set aside, but that just hasn't been realistic. Are there some things that we can do, whether that be mindset or actual strategies with the money to set ourselves up? Even if we didn't start 10 years ago, can we start today? What can we do? hundred percent, hundred percent. We can start today. And so, um, I, I, I think, I think one of the key fundamentals is self-awareness. Awareness, awareness, awareness. There's this book called Awareness, and this guy continues to say, "Awareness, awareness, awareness." Um, and it's not a sole answer, but it's but it, but it's about as close as you get to one. Um, see, invariably, what I find, um, Natalie, is that see, I, I deal with lots of small business owners, and the more you listen to people, the more you hear people contradict themselves and and say things that simply aren't true you know people will tell you that that um they can't earn money or that they don't have money for this you know I, and this 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 is what can be quite funny i i see people's finances you know and it's a very trusted privileged position mm-hmm. but people will tell me they don't have money for things i can produce their financial statements and i go well you found money for this and you found money for this and you found twenty thousand dollars for that. Yeah. You found fifty thousand dollars for a vehicle that you couldn't afford, <laughs> and borrowed forty five of it. Um, you know, and that's that's not. And so I'm generalizing, but you know, there's all there's always a way. You know, I I started. I brought. If you ask my dear wife, I brought debt to my relationship. That's what I brought to it. But I've learned. I've developed. You so there's no. I'd like to offer you a silver bullet, but as you know, the, the one doesn't exist, Natalie. But the self-awareness, being honest with yourself, mm-hmm. um, and here's the second thing: is get support. We weren't, we were built to be in a relationship. Um, sometimes you have to do a fair bit of due diligence to find good people. Being in business for however long I've been in thirteen years or so, um, I've learned a lot by <laughs> much of how I found out what I wanted was by finding out all the things that I didn't. And I found a lot of coaches that, you know, talk a, talk up a game, but you actually get involved with them and they're just not quite, either they're not cracked up to be or they're not a good fit. So self-awareness is great. Um, getting support is great. Taking the time to find people. And you, you, you I'm sure you've experienced it, Natalie. There's, for every, every 10 people that tell you that you can't, you can find one or two that'll go, actually, yes, you can. You made a really good point about the spending because I was thinking that today, actually. I was driving to a meeting to meet the amazing Rachel Shields from the PHA. She's been my guest before. We were having lunch together and there was all the, everywhere I look, there's Teslas. And I'm like, you know, I mean, okay, hey, right? People are like, oh, I have no money. And there's the Teslas everywhere. I'm like, you know, or people are like, I have no money. And then there they are on Instagram having a Fiji holiday. People will put money, you know, it's about priorities. It's about values. So I hear what you're saying. Um, we, but I guess the underlying beneath that is, can we all, you know, put a few dollars aside or is that a good strategy, um, to kind of set ourselves up in the future? I guess it is a reflection of values. Yeah. And look, that's, that's, so we, what you're touching on there is, is, so when you start to get the, how do I do it? That's, that's much more dynamic. That's much more complex. And that's why you need support. And so I, I've, 
recently, like earlier this year, I've started working with this chap who calls himself a anti-financial planner. His background's in financial planning, but he he got into this dynamic and basically found out that all the financial planners were getting wealthy, but the clients weren't necessarily. So he's he teaches people. So uh, so he teaches people how to invest their money, and so um, there are people out there that can not just teach you, but teach you how. So you know, it's that idea of teaching you to fish. So this guy's got strategies that he teaches and gives away to. Well, he, you know, it's a fee, fee for working with him. Yeah. Um, so I'm 55. And yes, I've got some financial reserves, but I, you know, I'm not as well off as a lot of people my age. And I'm I'm introducing a strategy with my wife, um, which adds challenges. By the way, doesn't it? You know, two people in a relationship have two slightly different agendas, but that's all part of the game. And that's also why you need support. It's very, you know, digressing. But yes, the, the there are people out there can help, um, and. You just keep looking. That I'm const. That's my life is is constantly self evolving. It's constantly searching for um, people who are going to not just tell me what I want, but people who are going to find help me find out how it's possible, rather than just tell me why I can't and how I can't. Mm. You raised such a good point there about the relationship. And I mean, I had a divorce coach, Kimberly Sweeney, on my show m- many months ago when I started. And I really think, you know, we would all benefit if we had, you know, a, a um a session, like a relationship empowerment session, you know, before we get to the divorce side of things, right? To keep the relationship thriving um every year and maybe even one where we talk specifically about money, like you said, because we come from such different backgrounds or values or beliefs or money mindset beliefs that as a couple, it's such an easy thing to disagree on. Um when there's purchases to be made or decisions to be made, having somebody else ask the questions so that collectively, you know, together as a couple, we can figure out what are our priorities, what are, you know, what is the big picture? I think that's a, a really good point. Yeah, I've often, um, my wife Shalom and I have pretty much from day one had a counsellor and um, we've both um you know, for some some challenging things, but also just from a um, a healthy point of view, and um, how we've we've often referred to that counselor as essentially a referee. You know, his, his name's Mike, and um, you know how it is. Sometimes I'll suggest something, and my wife thinks it's a terrible idea, but Mike suggests the same thing. Oh, that's a good idea, Mike. Thanks. Yeah. Um, and um, so yeah, I, I can't I can't recommend it enough, and just quickly the one of the things that I, I, I'm massively grateful for is that um before my wife and I got married we had a conversation around money um and it was a quite an uncomfortable conversation but we essentially agreed on a budget and we agreed to have an allowance and I'd got you know I was 30 something I'd been living in Wellington and earning a reasonable salary and spending as I pleased and then my dear wife who's doesn't spend a lot on herself. Suggested we, I think she suggested our allowance be twenty dollars a week. I was going twenty dollars a week, you know. And so, but to have that conversation was really helpful. And actually, that's one of the reasons why I like working with money because it does. It's a. It's very tangible, and you can. And it actually can, sometimes it can take the emotion out of it. 
because you can just talk, you can, because like you said, the, or maybe you just touched on this, is the financial aspect is a reflection of your values. You know, I saw this post the other day, um, $100, uh, $100 to, to buy health products. Oh, I'm not going to do that. $100 for beer and wine, no problem. I'm the um, opposite. I would never go and spend 100 bucks on beer and wine, but I would well, definitely spend it on again, health so that's, That speaks to your values. And, and by the way, that's great. And I'd say, that, I'd say that's a little bit unique. Um, but yeah, so that I, so so it's a very it's a tangible thing that can actually have, uh, and so we we set up and I got some help. Yeah, to- it's interesting, isn't it? I was just starting to think I would I wouldn't spend a hundred dollars on a new bikini, but I would definitely spend a hundred dollars to go to a conference that I'm really into. You know, like different priorities. Yes, yeah, yeah, and that's and that's the thing. Like I spend that's that's one of the challenges in our relationship. I've, um, I've spent a lot of money in coaching in the business. I've spent a fair bit of money too getting uh, help with different personal things. Um, and Shalom doesn't uh, spend on that, but she likes to buy presents and she likes, you know, all the stuff that she likes. But some of that is love languages, isn't it? Like maybe is gift giving her one of her oh, love 100, languages? 100%. But, that, but that's, the, and, and look, and that's and that's the thing. Like, let's see, I, I really don't, like the context of compromise in a relationship i like you know i'm a christian mm-hmm. i believe in this idea of two people coming together and becoming one but the the na- what exactly what that looks like for me it looks much more like two people completely following their own paths and choosing to live a life together and so when you can um have those conversations it can be it's you know it's much more empowering to go okay look sweetheart I, I don't want to spend money on that but I do want to spend money on this so then you can um you can work out empowering context to you know we're in a situation where ne- neither of us are excessive which is which is great um and so you know she she'll often ask me ask me if she can spend a hundred dollars or whatever on a pair of shoes or a dress it's like darling knock yourself out seriously um you know anyway so it's a it's a good uh, uh, it's a great thing to have a conversation around all the even if it's a bit challenging which comes back to where i started was like that's part of why we don't get through stuff as we we avoid it it's you're good luck avoiding it all, you, all you're doing is stuffing it down and causing yourself mental and emotional trauma I think it's easy to judge somebody else, whether it's a friend or someone that you know on social media for their purchases. But I think when we look at it through, you know, values and also, as I just mentioned, the five love languages, if you guys haven't heard of the five love languages, it's quality time, acts of service, gift giving, physical touch, and words of appreciation. And it's kind of like, yeah, we all value these five things, but two of them will probably bubble to the top for you, right? So someone might spend easily a hundred dollars, let's say on a massage. And maybe I would imagine physical touch would be high on their, you know, love language. And someone else would be like, I would never do that. And that's fine. We don't judge. We just know we understand ourselves. Um, Yes. So looping back to my question to you about, you know, what does a life of freedom look like to you, either for someone else or for yourself? Like, what does that look like? And I'd love to ask my listeners, please, what does a life of freedom 
look like to you? I mean, if it helps to close your eyes and create a vision for me, I'm usually like on a cruise ship or on the deck of a boat. Um, Where are you? Who are you with? What are you saying? What are you wearing? Things like that. What does a life of freedom look like to you? These are the things we sometimes don't think about. What does it look like to you, Hector? Okay. So as I often do, I'm going to answer that slightly indirectly, which is to say uh, that's very much what I'm in the middle of doing. I've recently made a decision to step back from my business and work three days a week, Tuesday to Thursday. Nice. Um, And part of what I've realized is that in becoming a dad and a husband, as you know, 20 years passes by in the blink of an eyelid. And I've kind of, I've actually lost sight of what I really wanted. I've, I've, I've served my boys. I've served my wife. I've served my business. I've served my clients. Um, and, and it's, but it's a really good question to ask. And so, and, and so I can tell you a little bit about what I've started to do, which has been unbelievably healthy. See, I, I touch is almost certainly one of my love language. I love massage. I love it. Um, I have, started a beginner's yoga class um i i've always had a morning routine i i have some goals but i have i I, i'm in no hurry to get there um so i i um i quite often meditate in my bed before i go to sleep at night when i get up in the morning it definitely helps me sleep it definitely helps me start into the day with a clear mind rather than a busy mind. Um, I've just got back to the gym. I used to be fit as a young man and uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm tall and quite slim. I'm in reasonable shape, but I, I want to get fitter. Uh, we bought a boat, a little fizz boat to tow, tow my kids around. I bought that last year. Um, and uh, my 13 year old in particular loves that. Um, so, so part of I'm very much in the middle of uh, actually go. What what do I want? What is my life about? You know, um, I spent in the Christmas uh, Christmas holidays. The, the holidays just gone. Uh, school holidays. I took two of my lads up to Rotorua to took them to the luge, and even though we took you know it was an hour wait to get a ticket and then an hour on the thing to wait, uh, we had the best time. Like I, I love, I love. My life's, I'm kind of a, even though I put a kind of a dress up and look professional, I'm kind of a hippie at heart, really. I, I Peace, love and happiness, you know, like, yes, I have some goals, but, uh, you know, seriously, what, you know, we, we you can't take your toys with you that, that, yeah. So I, I kind of, um, I'm, I'm about having peace of heart, peace of mind. Uh, I, I love my children i love my wife i i love sharing my heart i love uh connecting with people um yeah so so i'm love having i i've got monday and a friday where uh you know i'm doing some personal development stuff and i've yeah so that's so that's like i said a bit of an indirect answer but it's um um i'm rediscovering what it is that i love see I'm I'm an office boy and I'm not great with my hands, but one of the things I'm doing is making this little uh, stand for my boat 
so that I can pull it off the trailer and do a bit of work on it. Um, you know, I'm not going to do anything too major, but I'm going to sand it back and paint it. And um, that see, that kind of stuff, it, it, if you're doing it on the weekend and you're trying to squeeze it in with everything else, yeah. Uh, the, see this, and this, this is what I've found about my business as well. They see the same activity in a different context is a different experience. But when I when I'm doing it out of a a choice, you know, having Monday and Friday to myself is a even though it's it's still quite a challenging time for me, is is a very empowering context. Did I answer your question? It does, and your response is so timely in terms of. I think a lot of people are shifting the way they're living, like what you're doing going, I'm only working three days a week or whatever. And um, instead of living in the future goals, you know, what is your goal? How are you going to get there? Instead of living in the future, you're almost slowing things down and really doing that, be in the moment, live in the present. And like you and I have kids with super similar ages, you know, like I've got a 12 year old, you've got a 13 year old, you know, 15, 16, 17. And yeah, before we know it, the first one's leaving home, you know, and then the next one as well. So it is about going, hang on a second. Like, I just want to cherish every moment and especially the age they're at, right? Such an important time for the bond with the dad. You've got boys. I've got two boys. Such a, a critical time. So good on you for having the courage, I think, to craft your lifestyle around what you see is truly important at the moment. Um, I know you talk with your clients and with about, um, purpose. You know, yes. in terms of, you know, and you're kind of reevaluating your purpose at the moment. You're doing so much self-reflection. What message do you have for my audience? Like, how does someone identify or discover their life purpose? Or do you think we ever really know? Oh, I think I, I think we, um, again, just to answer indirectly, I, look, I think our, our culture and our programming in, in the Western world is is really counterproductive. It's all about it's all about the human doing, and and we're human beings. And so, the the way I've discovered my you know my purpose, which is still unclear, by the way, which is still a work in progress. But the way I've discovered that is by by being quiet, by meditating. By most people are terrified to be by themselves. Um, and and it can be challenging because we get so busy in our heads. But so, um, in a big part of how I found my purpose, um, right or wrong, is discovering what I did, what wasn't it. You know, mm-hmm. being an employee was not my purpose. You should have seen. You know, like I had a, I moved from Wellington to Palmerston North about twenty years ago, and so I, I worked here as an employee in different jobs, and I, I, it was it was awful. Um, I once I um, started my own business, I was a liberated person. Um, I, you know, without being too critical, I I, I discovered that uh, you know a lot of people run businesses poorly. It's like, a, and, a, and you don't want to be judgmental about that, but that's the reality. I mean, we, you know, you, you probably know some of the stats. I don't know them exactly, but a massive majority of businesses fail in in the first two years, yeah, and almost all of them fail within five years. Um, so yeah, and look, and part of how I discovered my process to kind of answer a baby a bit more directly is, uh, um, I became a Christian just before I, um, married my wife and, um, I had a, um, 
what do you call it when you dunk yourself a baptism and i had a i had a man speak prophetically into my life that i would be a leader of men uh and i'm still working that out exactly exactly what it, what it looks like um yeah so and, and i've yeah so 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 th this is the other thing i was going to say natalie is like part of how i found my purpose by the way was just before, actually just around the time i met my wife i'd been doing lots of different jobs uh in accounting more or less apart from a small stint selling cars um and i knew i didn't know what i wanted to do but i couldn't spend the rest of my life not knowing and i actually chose to finish my degree you know i was 30 something hadn't done my hadn't finished my degree and chose to stick it something and basically i've become really good at what i do um and and being really good at what i do allows me to add a lot of value to other people's lives um and you know we we would we we're here to 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 live a life of service and whatever that looks like and um without getting too much into my criticism of the church we we misconstrue that in the church we become martyrs the, the church creates a lot of martyrs and religion and bureaucracy and yuckiness um but the idea you know when i've a coach i've been working with recently helped me um really focus on my wife you know we we've had some challenges in the last little while and so i spend um I, i'm i'm really conscious of trying to just be there for my wife um being serviced to my kids you know and that's i guess that's the thing as a dad and a, and a husband it, far out I, let's not look too far from from what you who I'm called to be, right? Mm -hmm. If I can, if I can be a half decent uh, father and husband, that's massively satisfying, Natalie. I don't know how much experience you've had of just when you really feel like you've contributed something else to somebody else's life, and of course, it helps that you love the crap out of them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and that's and and it's and it's a challenge, by the way. That's that's what I've tried. Uh, um, business is messy. You know, money messes with people's heads. People, people's lives are messy, so it's 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 not an easy thing to contribute to other people. It's like you know, I come across people all the time. It's like I could help you easily, but you're not ready. You don't want to. Um, again, that was a pretty messy answer to your question, but it's and that, but that's the thing. Purpose, like you, you see, you've probably seen coaches that will tell you. That they can show you how to find your purpose, like bollocks, you can, you know, like there's, there's no, what you've got a prescription, righto, okay, and and I, don't get me wrong, I like process, processes are good, and processes can help that, but, um, you know, there's no prescription to be a parent, there's no prescription to to be a a, a good partner, there's no prescription for the really hard things, you just have to figure them out, um, and you have to be patient and develop all those traits to find it. Well, I can definitely see you being a leader. I made some notes here, leading men, um, showing them by example, as you have shown me today, it's okay to have a soft heart and it will help you 
to discover your own purpose. You're not going to tell them what their purpose is and to be who they truly are. That's, I mean, that's what I can see that the soft heart piece. I really see that from you and showing our guys that you don't have to be all tough. You can still be manly, but having a soft heart is part of what helps you to connect to others. I think. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to ask you, Oh, you've had been through so much, so many things, so that we might have already covered it. But um, I'd love to ask you, what is one thing that you've done in the past year where you truly upped your brave? Yeah, so so yeah, we've kind of touched on it, but what basically what I've done is um, the context of reducing my hours was um, it started with a, an argument with my wife, and I just. I I realized I'd been really struggling. Um, and to uh, be honest about that and uh, to make a decision to um, step back and um, you know I, I met with as, as part part of the process I'm making an insurance claim with, uh, income protection and um, business interruption. So, you know, dear insurance companies ask you what's wrong. It's like, well, good luck with that. Um, we, we, uh, shall I write you a list? <laughs> Alphabetical um, or? <laughs> but but um, as part of one of the insurers wanted me to meet with a psychologist and I was really skeptical about meeting with this guy, but it turned out he was a, an awesome character. And um, his... Uh, his, his diagnosis was essentially twofold: was that I've got mild depression, um, which I've probably actually had for a long time, Natalie. Which I, you know, it's it's this idea of you just you just carry on, and and to some extent, you know, you can't stop. Stopping's not generally good, um, but taking the time to look after ourselves. So that's been really. Can I ask you? Was it a relief for you when he gave you that massively. diagnosis? Ah, uh, well, can't. Uh, it was a massive it was helpful it was definitely helpful it's um what was most helpful was just to acknowledge that's where i'm at um and yes it was, and it was kind of helpful to see it cuz i cuz i don't I, i'm quite anti diagnosis you know we we if i you know if i'd have grown up in this time i i absolutely would have been diagnosed with adhd or been on the the autism spectrum or some other diagnosis which don't get me wrong, I'm not invalidating them in themselves, but where our medical profession is quick to check, chuck them out there. It's like, but yeah. don't give me a don't give me a diagnosis if you can't help me. Um anyway, so yeah, and but the other thing, Natalie, that he said that he that he brought up, he talked about moral injury. Have you heard of that term? No. That's that's essentially what I think. Our country is stuck struggling with because it's talks. It's essentially um, a feeling of injustice, uh, like your morals have been breached, and that's very much like doesn't yes. matter which side of this equation, whether you've believed in the science or, or, or whatever. Especially now that things are starting to calm down, people can see that we weren't very nice to each other, and it, and it happened on both sides, you know. And I, and I'm guilty of this. I. I've never felt so much hatred. I felt real hatred for a, for a period there of what I, 
uh, what our government was doing. I just thought it was awful. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and so and so that was that was quite helpful as well to understand that and see that, um, and see that much of uh, this is part of what I discovered early on during the COVID stuff was that. Yes, there was awful stuff going on there, but but there was a personal conflict going on, Natalie. There was a personal conflict, and you know I've touched on some of those things, and our life just kind of catches life just has caught up with me a little bit, really. That's the thing, you know. Like my mum died when I was young, and my dad was a drinker, and um, I still miss my mum forty something years later. Yeah. And so I just need to take a little bit of time to um, un, un, unwind the chaos and, um, uh, you know, understand exactly what's going on and understand the path forward. And I've just signed up with a with this coach who's um, I think is going to be a great help to me to work through some of this stuff. Um, and I'm really okay about not being okay. I'm really okay about... Um, saying that I need some help. Um, and as far as the business goes, Natalie, I think I'm going to be more efficient in three days than I was in five. Um, because I've, I've, my my concentration has, you know, as you can see, with, when you have stuff going on and you haven't processed it, it's really hard to be rational. It's really hard to be, to do the right thing and be focused. So, yeah, well, that's so I, so I feel good about that. Thank you for opening the door on the dialogue around, um, you know, diagnoses, around asking for help. I mean, the importance of having a coach, I absolutely agree. Having someone to ask those questions, to just sit and listen and reflect back to you, it's so vital. Such And the concept of morale injury, which I'd never, definitely never heard of before. Um, and also, I think at this time, so much stuff is coming up for people uh, because, you know, with everything that's going on, some people might call it the great awakening or whatever, but a lot of things are coming up for people from their past that maybe they haven't dealt with or haven't had the opportunity or time. So even you like saying as a 40, I think it was 46 year old man, you know, missing your mom, of course. And now it's like allowing yourself and seeking help to help you process that instead of just keeping on going like we normally do is so admirable. Thank you. Yeah, really I, I, look, I think what you just said then too is interesting um, because I think, um, I think now a couple of years on is I think some of the issues are really starting to show up mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people essentially for a period of time, um, in one way, shape, or form, just held on for grim death. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And if it, and it's not time to just hold on anymore. We need to actually allow things to process through our body, to release them, to release the anger, the sadness, the grief. Um, I think it's such an important time. So what you're doing, slowing down, um, is so critical. To our audience, I'd love to know what's resonating for you. We've covered a lot of things in this conversation, which started off talking about profit, <laughs> profit, and purpose. Um, what is resonating for you? You can send us a text, 2057, or email inbox at realitycheck.radio. Hector, what have you got on your bucket list? Something you'd love to do, be, or experience in your lifetime? Um, well, one of the things I've been thinking about for a long time is um, whether it's a one-on-one or probably setting up some kind of group to, um, I really enjoy uh, deeper conversation. I really enjoy connecting with people. Um, 
and it's sometimes challenging people and you can and you kind of sometimes you do have to go a bit slow to get in with people but i um i got into these 12 step programs my dad was a drinker and so i went to the sister programs adult children of alcoholic that sort of mm-hmm. stuff and um i don't attend those groups much anymore but one of the profound things i always loved was w- when you're in a room of people and just um being really open hearted with one another, there's something transformational that happens. Um, when you when you hear somebody else's heartbreak, you know, it might upset you, but it it kind of heals you as well. It kind of uh enriches your life. Uh yeah, so so I'm um I'm in the just in the process of looking at how um how how I can make that work because you need some kind of structure and I don't want to yeah so I don't quite know the answer to that, but I, I'm very interested to um, maybe not just other guys, but probably guys because I think um, guys, generally speaking, are pretty crap at um, actually opening up. And with such an opportunity for for males to be, you know, there's a, there's this woke sort of culture that I despise, um, but there's a place for being healthy, masculine men. Being men, but um, anyway, I won't. I, I won't, totally I won't agree, and I've got, actually got a connection for you. If anyone out there listening has an idea or is doing something similar in your community around bringing specifically men together to just be authentic, and you know what it makes people feel when someone else shares their experience is like I'm not alone. That comes Absolutely. up a lot. So my previous one of my previous guests, Aaron McLaughlin, he um, he talked about the psychology of of our triggers. But one of the things he's doing in Christchurch with is a courageous conversations. It's this group he started, I think it wow. was during lockdown, yeah. um, bringing people together to have courageous conversations. So it's not just let's get together and have a beer or let's get together and have a coffee. It's kind of structured in a way where, but at the same time, allowing people the grace and the space to share their views. So I'll connect you with Aaron. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Amazing. And what is coming up for you? Um, I know you're you're living day by day, which is beautiful, but what is coming up for you? How can people reach out and connect with you? Yeah, we're still, um, even though I've stepped back, it's actually, uh, the business is still running uh, in some ways better than it has because we've got a business manager that stepped in and uh, helping me organize things. So um, I- Can I just, I got to jump in on there, okay? Because yeah. I when, when Hector and I jumped on this interview today, you guys, I said to him, you are one of my- the very best guests in terms of sending me your bio, your photo, your music choice, your links, everything all in the same place. And I had to commend him, but he passed on the accolades to his new business manager. So congratulations. You made my life easier as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. It's, it's, so it's been really great. And we're still working on, um, as I said, I've my background's in tax accounting and I've evolved into a business coach uh, specifically around money but it also includes um, really doing some planning and really focusing on the person um, because it's the person that needs to become self-aware and to see what their habits are and to to put these steps into place. So I've got this process. It's called um, um, master master your money. Um, there, there's a there's a link that you can click on and, and get a get a get an idea of it and book a session if you want to to find out more about it. The the address is davidsonfraser.co.nz. I think it's backslash plan. 
So Davidson Fraser, as it sounds, .co.nz backslash plan. Um, so that's where you can find out. If there's kind of a map of a, a genius, what I call a genius discovery mastery plan, um, which shows the different parts of putting a business together. I, I, I won't necessarily be able to help with all of them, but it helps you understand uh, the different aspects to the business and the different parts that um, we can work together to, to help you with. Amazing. I'll put the link on the replay page as well. If people are listening to this, uh, the replay of this, they can go and have a look at that. Um, yeah. So what else is coming up for you? Any other places we should look for you on social media or anything? Um, I don't have a lot, but we. But look, I'm on um, uh, Facebook. So Hector Bassett, it's the, the company Davidson Fraser is also on um, um, both Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, and the web, there's a website, davidsonfraser.co.nz. Easy. Amazing. Um, Hector, before we wrap up, is there anything else you want to share with our audience today? Uh, no, it's been, I, I've really, uh, I've, well, yes, I've really appreciated it. I um, would just sort of uh, reiterate that, that this idea of developing a little bit of self-awareness, uh, really taking some time to understand what it is that you want, uh, taking some time for yourself, taking some time to get support, um, and, and just knowing just because, you know, I was saying to Natalie that I, saying to you, Natalie, that I, if you look at me, I, I've just taken a step up in terms of what I've dressed at. My 13-year-old gives me a hard time about what I was wearing, so I bought a new shirt and some pants, and I, you can't tell. Oh, I know what, how the 13-year-olds talk. They would say, that's a drip fit. Right. Thank you. That's that's what they say. These Thank days. you. Um, he, he said some other derogatory terms about some of my other clothes, but we won't share those things. But um, so mental and emotional health, you can't see it, you know, and it, and it's not I'm not suicidal. I'm not a, I, I'm not really depressed. I've just got a lot of stuff going on. Mm. And, and I, look, I, I haven't done any research, Natalie, but I, I would suggest 50 percent of men over 50 are. Uh, are probably struggling with some form of uh, mental or emotional challenge. Um, yeah, and um, we talk about we talk about it a fair bit in this country, but we could talk about it a lot more and 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 be a, be a lot more proactive about it. Um, my wife, you know what? I think we talk a lot about the young people, like the the youth. But I think if the dads were happier, do you agree? Oh yes, the, it's the, the trickle down that's, effect. That's, that's who they you know because see this is the thing my kids are a soak that they whether i'm honest with myself or not they see what i'm going what's going on mm. they can see when i'm grumpy dad they can see you know absolutely um yep yep parental responsibility without sort of emphasizing it too much we can absolutely be good examples which which i think is a lot about being the person you're called to be it's really cheesy and hard to explain but there was, there's only one Natalie on this planet. There's only one Hector Bassett. That's that's the reality of it. Amazing. I, I agree with you. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We've been talking to Hector Bassett today, the topic of profit, profit, and purpose, creating a life of freedom. Thank you so much, Hector, for being so soft-hearted and so raw and transparent today. It's been an honor to talk to you. You're welcome. Thanks very much. We loved it. And thanks everyone for listening. 
You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. It was so great talking to Hector Bassett. Quite a powerful conversation um, and a lot of emotions. You know, it is an emotional time, what we've been through, what we're experiencing at the moment. So I really honor Hector for being very transparent. And in this interview, we talked about absolute honesty, raw emotion and transparency, having a soft heart, embracing intuition, the link between money and self, and specifically putting money into perspective, asking yourself, what can, where can you find money? What can you find money for? He talked also about morale injury and the importance of human being not doing and so much more. You can learn more about Hector at davidsonfraser.co.nz. And he's got um, a resource there. If you go davidsonfraser.co.nz slash plan, you can go there. Um, And he helps people to master their money. And he also has something called Genius Discovery. You can learn all about that by contacting him. If you like this, you will also like my interview that I did with Glenn from Gold Survival Guide, all about gold. So that's a money one. And also I talked to Kimberly Sweeney about relationships and that was a great one as well. So, so many amazing interviews. You can find them all, including Hector's um, links and information on our replays page on the app, hopefully, as well as on the website, realitycheck.radio. You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Up Your Brave show with your host, Natalie Cutler-Welsh on Reality Check Radio. Next, I'm talking to Carol Bird, all about EES, sorry, EE system in New Zealand. This is an energy frequency healing system. I'm so excited to dive into it. Welcome to the show, Carol. Hi, thank you, Natalie. I'm happy to be in the show. Yeah, I'm so excited to share with everybody all about the healing room you've created. For those of you that don't know Carol, Carol Bird is an energy healer and EE system provider in Auckland, New Zealand. Carol has a successful 5D quantum energy healing practice that provides ascension support by evaluating vibration, aura color, light activation, and accessing Akashic records to clear and shift energy blocks on physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual levels. She helps clients find out their innate gifts and direction of life purpose in her consultation. A student of galactic astrology, she is using the knowledge to help clients find out their star origins. Carol is a mentor at Starseeds Wisdom, an education platform in New Zealand to help kids learn energy healing and the basis of their human auric fields. Her journey as a healer brought her to the most sophisticated, cutting-edge healing technology in the world called EE System. EE System went viral across America, Australia, and many parts of the world, and she now runs an eight-unit system through private membership format. Her husband has joined her to be one of the first in New Zealand to offer this, and uh, PHANZ members are offered a discount. Oh, Carol, I'm so thrilled that we got you on the show. I know I've wanted to interview you for ages, but you've been so busy setting up this amazing room. And for you guys that are listening, you might have heard me say in previous shows that I've just got back or I'm just about to head out to a healing session. And me and a few of my friends, we would go along to Carol's healing room and we would literally lie there for two hours in the frequency and then, of course, she upgraded. She got four more units, so it's an eight-unit system. 
and it's just um, making waves around the world. There's a few systems um, set up across New Zealand now. So Carol, before we get into all the details, tell our listeners, um, what is the journey that's brought you here? How did you come to be someone who <laughs> um, set up this amazing system in your right in your um, home area? And like, how did what was your journey to this path? Right. Um, so four years ago, I started um, being um, I started being a full time energy healer. Uh, before that, I was working part time, and then um, just so through that journey and you know what happened with the COVID and lockdown and all that, I have been exposed to um, an upgrade in my healing skill to work with some galactic forces in order to tackle um, the nanotechnology. Um, in people's body who is being jabbed and unjabbed later on as well. And so that um, journey was very, um, well, part of it was terrifying, but at the same time, um, assuring as well, because we got help. It's just how we got to assess it and connect with, um, you know, the um, the right um, source in order to, um, you know, that's always a solution for everything. Um, and so, um, and th there's always balance um, in everything. So because nature strives to balance itself. And um, so through that journey, I was praying and also, you know, at, at the same time, feeling really um, kind of challenged and, and down about what's happening in the world and the chaos that we were in. And so I've been praying um, to the universe that we need something to help people to heal fast as well, because I could only work with one person at a time. And even though I could really use um, the energetic on the energetic level and spiritual level to clear um, toxins in those people's body from, from um, jab and so on, um, there is um, stuff on the spiritual level that, that we need to unlock into our full human human potential, which is the um, 12 chakras and 12 DNA, um, 24 strands DNA. And so the, um, where I was guided to work on, on this, I came across an interview um, on YouTube um, with a guy called Jason Shirker. And um, he interviewed this lady called Dr. Sandra Rose Michael. And they literally, it, um, Jason met Dr. Sandra Michael first time in that interview as well. And so that interview was just so mind-blowing with um, Dr. Michael's talking about this technology and all that. And after the, the um, interview in that week, um, Dr. Sandra Michael had like 70,000 emails that crashed her server, uh, because everywhere, everywhere um, in the world that people are interested in this technology, and because Jason's what's putting it out there saying whoever that wanted to acquire this technology and heal people and establish a healing center, you know, contact us. And so that that was kind of when I watched that video, I knew that that was it. That's exactly what we need. And I need to bring it somehow, even though I don't have the fun um, uh, to do it. But we we managed, we actually, we manifested it. And so that was also kind of a miraculous journey for us uh, to bring this technology here. And I have no idea that I actually was the first one to order machine in New Zealand because there's another baby version called a cube 
um, but it's not um, entirely a system because the system has a higher horsepower and it's more powerful than the cube size, which is the baby version, um, a portable version. So um, that actually was the journey, how I came across this. And it was in last um, October, which I ordered this machine and we waited all this time for it to come because the, apparently there was a long waiting list and they, um, Dr. Michaels had to, um, you know, change um, venue to, uh, for his for her factory um, uh, because they need to upsize. And so um, it has been through this process, but now there um, is over 300 EES centers worldwide in just one and a half year or since that video came out. It's faster than Starbucks. <laughs> I would hope so. How many in New Zealand at the moment? At the moment, um, it's one, two, three, three, and four coming, and there will be more coming. Yeah. So you were seeing people struggling, well, with life in general, but specifically a lot of the after effects of the COVID experience, whether that was physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, and realized it was going to take a lot for you to just see each person. So you just prayed and you saw this system come in. A lot of our listeners might have heard of Jason Shurka because he is quite well known on YouTube and <clears throat> on the internet. Um, so that's amazing that you had the foresight and you were able to get the funds together because, as you said, it is quite an investment. Um, can you walk us through? Because I've taken a few friends along. And for those that don't know what we're picturing, imagine walking into a beautiful room. And I think you've got at the moment, you've got about four. Um, almost like massage table type beds and then one reclining chair so people can either lie down or or kind of recline in a reclining chair and these the the units are basically these screens in the four corners of the room and there basically looks like an like a tv flat screen that's got pink you know pink background and lots of squiggly lines like it kind of looks like static so can you talk us through what is the frequency healing unit how do they work um and what can what can people expect to see or feel in terms of the effects? Yeah, sure. So um, there's two components to uh, the system. Um, so um, let's go back a little bit about um, how Dr. Michaels, um, you know, invented this system because she actually been um, involved in the MedBat technology um, in secret government programs um, back in the days, and she also is a top expert in the bioscalar fields. Um, in the world and apply integrative biophysicists. So she works through the lenses of those expertise that she um, she has. And but at the same time, she got like a four decades in holistic healing, um, and she herself as an energy healer as well. So she got both science and spirituality merged together, and and so she created this technology, which has been downloaded to her um, that she combined. Um, both physical, metaphysical, so it's like multi-dimensional um, way of healing. So she mentioned um, that this technology is actually beyond MedBad technology because she um, worked on the MedBad technology before. I'll just and jump she, in there because some of yeah. my listeners will and some of my listeners won't know what you're saying. So you're saying MedBeds, which I think a lot of people, if they're if they've you know listened to some of the freedom based 
you know, conversations on Telegram and other places, they would have heard of med beds. Um, can you explain what that is? Sure. Um, so MedBed technology is where uh, is which um, military base um, uses in the past or in some secret space government program, which they help to regenerate the um, damaged um, organs or cells or, uh, you know, bodily levels. Um, so it's basically like a regeneration chamber. Um, just like you're watching a sci-fi movie, you go into like a uh, chamber with um, glass door um, lying down. And like, an you, you... like in the movie Avatar, the pod. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Something like that. Yes, exactly. So um, so it's kind of regenerate you. And so you, you get well. So it's for people who are, are you know, uh, maybe um, soldiers who um who was injured um hurt or whatever um so going into the map that helped them to regenerate and rejuvenate and so that that was one of the technologies um you know in in those kind of high funded um projects or black projects as well and so dr Sanjay michael was um part of that um, a scientist team, um, and she herself also developed scalar healing light chamber in 1978. So it's back that that time we had these technologies. So imagine how she spent the rest of this time in these um, recent decades in refining um, this technology and come to where she knows and and kind of simplify it into something that looks like just a screen, a computer screen and a computer black box. So uh, that looks like a hardware computer box. So um, she actually make it more, you know, easily accessible and and more easily installed um, in a way um, for, for people to now uh, be able to do it and offer it to public and, you know, open centers. Yeah, so amazing. So now people have an idea of kind of where it came from, the history of it. How does it work? Because remember, I was explaining right. they just lie there for two hours. I usually take my <laughs> eye mask, you guys, and I'll take some essential oils and crystals to charge them as well. How does it work? Yeah, the, the most amazing part of this and uh, is the um, bioactive scale away that is in that's generating. Uh, sorry, it's generated by the engine field um, generator, we call it, which is the black box that we talked about, like computer um, hardware box. So um, that engine fuel generator is generating this bioactive scalar waves, which activate the light in our DNA. So basically, you're having a stem cells treatment as well as these waves itself, the scalar, is a nonlinear wave, which means it actually communicates and corresponds with our cellular resonance and DNA level. And and it's like a wireless transmission, basically. And the scalar also um, travels beyond the speed of light because it's not confined to time and space. It is multidimensional in nature. So when you are bathing in this high-tech bioactive scalar waves, um, your body is kind of starting to resonate with these um, frequency or this field that's been generated. And so Dr. Michael mentioned that it's called a hyper-healthy positive field from the scalar. So these positive fields, what does it do? It's actually cancel, or we call it nullifying, all the detrimental fields around us. So um, 
So I'm, I'm sure, you know, a lot of the uh, the listener knows about how we are kind of in a pollution soup of all these kind of radioactive um, waves. So we are bombarded by Wi-Fi all the time, 5G, um, power lines, um, radiation from all sorts of, um, you know, electronic um, appliances. Um, so, you know, none of us are immune to um, the um, pollution or radiation. So in, in this waves, um, so you are definitely in an environment which is not affected. So it's canceling all those kind of um, um, harmful waves. So your body can do it best to heal itself. So the technology itself is not healing. It's just generating this hyper healthy feels where you are in, which is not bombarded by odor. So your body is not compromising. Uh, your liver is not really working hard in, you know, detoxifying. So in that environment, your body can just concentrate on healing. So in this kind of, in this room, which we call a portal or a healing chamber. So when you lie down there for two hours, um, because it's on a recycling program, program which runs all these codings and the frequencies so once it's done in the two hour slot um you know you you uh, will feel something's going on a difference in in your body because it works on multi-level and the scalar waves um when you are in there you kind of sometimes you could hear the humming sound of the field as well which is really amazing and um and in this field, um, also you get um, the complete um, um, what do you call it? like like um, a feeling of how the body cells is going through waves of quantum um, kind of communication going on, and so that's one part of the system. Then um, the other part of the system, um, which you see the flat um, computer screens with all these colors and um, all these sequence, because some of the um, um, strips that you are seeing, the color strips you are seeing um, go slower, some of them go faster. You um, actually not meant to stare at them for too long or else your eyes go funny and <laughs> and um the system itself, um, the screens, you can see those colors, it's pulsating um, different um, light spectrum. So in, in that sense, it's actually a photonic light therapy. So receiving this photonic light therapy means you are actually getting oxygen therapy as well, because this biophoton, um, which communicate with the photons in our DNA, by the way, um, um, our cells are photonic. So the photon means the light communicating with the light on, on like that high speed level. Um, there's also, um, you know, the um, therapy itself, the light spectrum itself is balancing all the chakra system because it has all the colors that our chakras um, needs to kind of rebalance itself. And um, the system um, plays in a way that they are facing opposite to each other. And there's one system in one corner in the room. And so the uh, reason of this setup is it creates a nuclear confusion. 
So there is implosion and explosion going on in actually in the middle of the room. So um, what does that mean? So that actually when when that happens, uh, because the photons are bouncing towards each other, by the way, this is like really advanced high tech biophysics stuff um, that they do it in the lab. But now it's in a common people home, like in my place. So um, when that happens, you, it's like you your cells get charged. So another big thing about being in the system is it's doing cellular charging. So it's like our body is electric, we are battery. And so when we are in the chamber, we got charge our batteries, just like charging your phone, charging your iPad, um, like that. And another thing about this is... Um, the communication of what this action is going, it's not only increase our oxygen level in the blood, it's also increased the pH level in our cells, which we are made of 70% or more water in our body. And so the drinking water when where we place in the room um, that we provided um, during the session, um, the, it structured the water in a way which we call it cellular charge. So it's increased its hydrogen level there and it's increased the absorption level. And by the way, when you're in the system, it increases your cellular absorption as well because um, it's been heavily clinically researched and studied um, for like, I think when she first have um, maybe in the 80s, the, the clinical research start from four units and eight units. So all of these clinical research and back up information was being done on um, the four units and eight units, which are at the moment the, the, the smaller units. So there are other centers that offer bigger units, like there are 12, there are um, 24, 32, and so on. And America um, even have 32 and above um, right now, a lot of centers opening. So um, does that mean, yeah. Carol, if the if the level is higher or the number of units is higher, does that mean it's faster healing or more people can go into the room at the same time? Uh, both. Because when you set up that amount of um, technology or the system inside a room, you need to have, you know, a bigger room, a big room. And and the beauty of this technology is you can have as many people in the room, um, you know, as you can in order to heal everyone at the same time. But I know that, you know, uh, people who work with energy like myself would think about, you know, what if I have a people, some someone who is really sick? Um, or have really negative energy, will I be affected when I'm in, in the room? Yeah, the question is no, because um, when the photonic fusions and also the scalar field technologies um, going on, it's actually working on each person's energy field. Um, so it's on an individual um, uh, basis that it's working on that person. So you won't be actually affected by the people around you. But it's mainly about, you know, comfort and, and peace. Because um, for my healing space, I like to create um, a healing space where people can actually feel like comfort 
um, healing. And if you have too many people in the room, some people might snore and, um, you know, maybe there are a lot of noises and, and some, some people are more sensitive to energy and people than others. So, um, so there are different ways of actually running your own centers. So there, uh, it depends on, you know, uh, apparently depends on who opened the centers, um, what they wanted to achieve. But, um, the main thing is the, um, being in the system, you can have multiple people, um, uh, receiving um, this scalar um, and also the frequency to to heal themselves and return the DNA back to the original blueprint, and so um, as a result, also there will be a consciousness change because once your chakras, once everything's gonna uh, uh, balance out, um, detoxification is you know a result of that, and when. Um, when you actually going through the detoxification um, process, which we call, sometimes it manifests as like a fatigue. Some people got maybe headaches or nauseous, um, just like a normal energy healing um, kind of post-healing um, process in some people, but not all. So because for everyone, everybody is different. And after you're releasing uh, a detoxification process or going through something like that, you will find that your energy level picks up tremendously and you will have more energy. You will have an increase in your awareness. Um, you will be more sharp in your perception. Your left and right brain will be more balanced. So this is the common thing that we saw in the people coming into our healing space. And um, also the the effects is accumulative, which is um, awesome. And so when you come in, um, your battery charge, and then the next time you come in, it's it's gonna charge more, unless you do um, you know something that which is radically bad for your health, like you going on drugs and smoking and alcohol. Then of course it won't do it. But if you are on your healing journey and you are, you know, um, serious about it, then you definitely get the best out of it. Uh, but having said that, be open minded when you're in the system, because anything can happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've seen firsthand and I really love how, and I don't know if you do this for everybody, but with, when I went in with my friends, you would come in afterwards. So after two hours, and by the way, you guys, when I, when I go with my friends, we always say, we're always, we all are on the same page. We like, okay, everyone go to the toilet, you know, get your eye mask, get your blanket, get sorted. No talking for like two hours. So there's not chit chat. We're very much immersed in the experience, but I love how afterwards you come in and you check in with us and you're like, what kind of things did you notice? And some people are like, oh, I noticed tingling in my arms or at one point my leg was really sore and then it totally went away. Or do you hear such a range of um, effects that people kind of share with you, you know, without breaching confidentiality? What are the types of things that people can experience like right during the session? Some people yes. see visions and things like that. That's right. Yes. And all sorts, to be honest. It's really exciting because uh, that's why I like, and, and my husband, Chris, is also, you know, taking over, helping with booking and hosting uh, when people come into the, into the healing. And so we, we both love to hear the stories from the people afterwards um, because everyone is so different, but we have some common themes that's happening to people. So we um, um, hear people that have ailments or pain, um, injuries that 
um, were being tackled first in, in the system. And some of them could feel that it's working on that particular area of the body. Some of them like could not remember that old injury, but it suddenly came up. They could feel something going on in that part of the body and they remember, oh, that must be my old injury. And so we tend to see, you know, um, it's working towards the an injured part of the body or the part where the body needs to heal first. And so pain, um, uh, relieving the pain is one of the biggest one. So we have people who have years of um, spinal problem and um, lower back pain gone in two hours. And we have people who have knee problems, joints problems, um, also the pain gone in the two hours. And some of the recent injury, um, like um, um, injury in the wrist, for example, a, a recent one also being gone, uh, the pain's being gone into two hours, and it seems to sustain afterwards as well. So um, my own mother um, had a bad knee pain um, that troubled her for many years. She tried acupuncture and Chinese medicine because we're we Chinese. And so um, she tends to go towards that, the, uh, that sort of therapy, and it helps her at times, but then it, it's not really, you know, um, getting rid of the that but she's been in a few sessions in a four units and a few sessions in a eight units um plus the detox that we suggested and her knee pain's gone and so she was not into what i'm doing she she doesn't understand what i'm doing she doesn't that understand what this technology is about but i drag her in and she did it and it's now gone so she's really surprised and you know uh, amazed about this so now she's have no problem coming in and telling people about this but um, so that's one part is the pain. And then mental clarity is, is the second one. So I have multiple people reporting to us that they feel their mind is cleared after the sessions is coming out. And they feel like they have more clarity and they feel like um, um, their head is, um, you know, sparkling. <laughs> and so we, we have that sort of feedback. But that makes sense because part of the research was done in this um, um, technology was saying it's actually balancing your left and right brain. It's also activating DNA. So if you um, are ready, um, your body and soul level are ready to open up your spiritual power, it will because it's unlocking the DNAs and every one of us have our gifts and our superpower um, that is waiting to be unlocked. Um, and so we could create and bring in um, this, what we call a 5D um, world that we are all praying for, like living in harmony, peace and cooperation and, you know, um, um, freedom and that. Um, and what else um, are the other theme? Um, the other thing is people seeing visions, just like what you said, Nat. Um, so people tap into different timelines because um, the in in this zero point technology where you're bringing yourself back into um, a space beyond um, uh, space and time, then you started to tap into different timelines. So um, for my work, I do assess Akashic records um, for people. And then, um, so sometimes it could be parallel universe, parallel timelines. Sometimes it could be what we call past life, future lives, this lifetime. But um, on the spiritual perspective, there's actually no time and space. It's actually everything happening in, in now, in the now. So this technology is 
bringing you back into now moment. Um, so it's like Eckhart Tolle's talking about the power of now. It's like when you're in the system, you're really easy to get into the now. If you are, um, you know, really conscious, aware, been doing spiritual practices, um, keeping your body, mind, spirit clean, then you are more likely to feel a lot actually in the system. Um, um, some of the people couldn't feel much, but they their um, feedback will be they feel deeply relaxed. Mm. So that um, that's that's exactly you know what the system meant to do it uh, because one of the frequencies there is the rainforest frequency and it has the other frequency like Schumann resonance in it to to help us to be um, more in harmony with uh, with earth and um, especially now the Schumanns can go spike and and it's just like um, very very high solar photons coming out from our solar system all of that it's um it's the system helping us to cope with all these changes and challenges. And so, um, yeah, when you're deeply relaxed, then that is when your body can work in balancing and going back to homeostasis. The problem with us in this city lifestyle or in this modern lifestyle, we call it, is everything needs to be fast, efficient, um, and rush, rush, rush. And so that is where we create a lot of psychosomatic um, um, problems and it manifested in our body. Um, so in this system, you you meant to close your eyes and relax. You're right, Nat. So no talking, just feel what happened. And if you are a meditator, um, then definitely you'll be able to actually go into a meditative state immediately within a few seconds. I think as soon as people walk into that room, because I've taken a few friends, in fact, I took a beautiful friend, one of my very first guests who's got cancer, and she's, um, after a year of doing chemo, she's just exhausted and she's really ready for holistic options. And so I took her along with me. And as soon as people walk into that room, they're just like, oh my goodness, like the energy of that room. And we experienced exactly what you said, where some people felt things really intensely. You know, they were just, they're super sensitive people. Like some of the ladies I've gone with a few times, one of them, I always say, like, she, I always drive because she is just so super sensitive. She just doesn't, you know, she's so relaxed afterwards. And so I always do the driving. And I don't really generally feel too much, but I have certainly fell asleep a few times. But one of the things I noticed in the aftermath, and I want to talk about detox in a minute. So what is the protocol for afterwards? But in the aftermath, um, I noticed a hypersensitivity for myself towards thing, negative energy things, meaning coffee and alcohol. And I literally had one glass of wine and I get the biggest headache, I tell you. Um, and I couldn't handle coffee for a while. I mean, is that, is that, is that just me putting two and two together or two and five together? Or, <laughs> you know, is it something that it does actually raise your vibration and therefore things that are lower vibe might not align anymore? Yes, um, that's part of it. You you are spot on. And so what we call that is the, uh, we talk about that detoxification. So that is part of you or you going through or you went through a detoxification where your body's kicking out the stuff or the damaged photons, uh, atoms, um, that is no longer um, hold in a higher vibration that you have now raised to. In the system and so the things that was you know our favorite food drinks beverages um could be you know really attractive to you in the in the past 
wouldn't would change your your food your diet and and would change it's because of vibration so that's how powerful this technology is is because your body is is a bio biophotonic and and a biological um um entity <laughs> so when you go inside um um the field you start resonating to to the field so it's like in that frequency okay wow okay it's high right um and then when when you come across you know the the stuff that um it's not good then even if you take it it will give you a negative effect in your body so just like how you went through having some headaches so they are what we call the symptoms of elimination mm. so um once like what i said so this is a lesson to this so the first one is then you you started to pay attention to what your body wants not in the past but in the now so in in the now what's your body wants because everyone is so different and our diet can change because i was a meat eater uh, brought up in from chinese so we eat anything including snacks and then I changed into being a vegetarian um, since I started my yoga and meditation journey 15 years ago. And it's just dramatic change. And then I went into vegan and I tried different sort of sorts of diet. But then um, now I come to a point where, you know, uh, at the end of the day, it's like um, so many, which one suits my body? I know this one, somebody told me it's good, you know, but which one? So you you got to do muscle testing yourself. So one of the greatest things you ever could learn um, to tune into your body is to do muscle testing. So then you know what food in that day, because sometimes our body changes and the needs change. And if you feel like you're having a glass of wine, um, you know, if a person who does not drink anything and uh, like, okay, you're called to have a glass of wine and you've got this mental struggle, like, oh, should I take, should I have it or not? Or chocolate, you know, should, should I have it or not? Oh, no, it's too bad. But no, you listen to your body at the moment. So test yourself. Maybe your body needs the, the, the minerals, the substance or whatever's nutrients inside there. It's helping your body to balance. So. So that's one of the things during the process and, and during your healing journey. It's also important to learn um, how to um, understand your body and be flexible um, in, in, in diet or what it needs and to, in order to support it through this healing journey. So um, the headaches or tiredness or diarrhea, if, if one experiences those kind of symptoms, is actually a validation to you. Actually, it's saying to you that toxins and energy blockages are eliminating right now. Let's go. You're going through this. So after this period of time, you find that your energy level will change. And your sometimes it happens to people where they feel their awareness change and intuition will go like over the roof. Okay, so for some people, they can feel quite significant effects afterwards. And so I think, you know, booking, this is a hot tip, booking your energy session consciously, meaning if you have a big meeting or a big presentation you're supposed to give the next day, probably not the best thing uh, <laughs> to go and do yeah. an energy healing uh, the day before. I, that's what I probably would suggest. Can you talk to us about detox? I know that you give people a bit of a protocol or a suggested things to do afterwards. Um, what does that look like? Right. So the detox protocol that's suggested by actually Dr. Sandra Michael to everyone who runs the Yee Yee centers is a salt bath. 
So the salt bath is because our skin is the largest organ of detox uh, detoxification. So um, the, it's, it's also like a hydrotherapy, which has been passed on thousands of years. You know, being in the water is therapeutic for body and healing and relaxing. So um, the detox um, salt bath involved like two cups of sea salt or Himalayan salt of salts. Um, that is natural, but not Epsom salt, because Epsom salt is magnesium, and we are we are aiming at detox at this level, but not relaxing the muscle. So um, we need the real salt, and um, that is from the nature. So two cups of that, and two cups of aluminum-free uh, baking soda, one cup of pure borax. Um, so these are the basic three ingredients from you know, our pantry um, that we could use for the detox food spa. But there are variations that you can add different things. And Dr. Michael has a special recipe about um, radiation, um, you know, salt bath recipe, for example, for radiation in particular, for cancer in particular, and all that. So these, this kind of information will also be available on my website. So you can actually download that recipe from Dr. Sanctuary Michael as well um, on my website. So we can talk about that later. And, and if um, people don't have a bath at home, then another way we're suggesting is a detox food spa. So there, there are um, in the market free, frequency um, food spa. Um, uh, that we use and for my um, center and for my own personal self I use um, BioCleans foot spa it's a frequency one so it's pull out the heavy metals and um, and the other kind of um, toxins uh, where we absorb on the cellular level pulling them out into um, you know the, the foot spa so um, that's an ideal way uh, as well and if you don't have that access to the frequency food spa, for example. There are places where uh, people offer sessions, like some clinic um, um, offer that. You can look into that. But um, if you are saying, you're saying, oh, okay, I don't have that access either, and what do I do? Then you use a food bath at home. Just find a bucket uh, where you can put the hot water um, and then the salt and then uh, baking soda and borax in it. So you, you just measure it according to the size of your tub, like the um, the foot tub. So maybe I would say half cup of um, the salt, half cup of the um, baking soda, and then maybe a quarter cup, um, even a th uh, one third cup of the um, borax in your foot bath. And then there are other things you can add into it, like you can add essential oil, because when you put essential oil in the bath, organic ones, uh, good quality ones, then uh, your skin not only being moisturized and absorb that oil to um, um, to make your skin uh, feels nice after the bath, but it's also cr uh, created aromatherapy, which helps with your breathing, which have different qualities. For example, lavender would be calming, right, and relaxation. So you can add that into your bath to enhance your experience in the detox um, um, process. And the last one, but not least, that we suggest is infrared sauna. So some of the people really um, into health um, have infrared sauna at home even. But there are, you know, places in around Auckland um, that offer um, infrared sauna package or, or you know a couple package something like that with with private shower um, and so that that um, could be a really good 
um, way to help detoxing your body. It's so good. A lot of this will be new to some people. Some of my listeners are very into already holistic health and, and things like that. Some people are quite new to it. So just knowing, and that's what I'm mm. wanting to do, shine the light on what is available, what is out there. Obviously, the EE system is very new and not available everywhere, but there are definitely some healing things you can do and some people you can get in touch with to help you through your healing journey if people are open to that. Carol, before I dive into the four questions, very briefly, I know you also are doing healing work. You mentioned that your husband is helping you with the healing center so that you can move back in and do more of your healing work. What are one or two of the modalities that are most in demand at the moment? Like what are people seeking um, with the healing? Right. So one of the, uh, I would say it's really shifting the frequencies because now um, um, they're coming into the healing and the modality that they ask for. It's basically the healing session package, which help them to understand what's actually blocking them emotionally, mentally, physically. So um, in my healing session, I actually um, use my hand as a scanner to scan the body and then find out where, where the body cellular man, memory is being stuck over there or energy blockage there. And then we tap into the Akashic record where they, we go into different timelines or the story in the background. And then what are those um, frequency looks like? Um, were they anger? Were they negativity? Were they uh, unforgiveness or um, you know, so many of our emotional spectrum as a human is fascinating. And the mental blockage that we're looking at. So what kind of thinking pattern that you have? So they, um, so they really wanted to understand what's actually blocking them. So in my healing session, also sometimes we go into a reprogramming in their core belief system, because sometimes it, what we believe manifest and what we think already sending the signals and chemicals into our body and we already our heartbeat our brain waves all affected immediately by what we think and feel so so the other thing is to understand what's actually i'm thinking what actually i'm feeling that actually contributed to the blockage so that it's kind of um you know why the people come into my healing to find that is educational for them and so it bringing them into the awareness of what actually going on in their life so they could make conscious choice conscious change in their life in order to empower themselves to heal themselves and to to and manifest the life they so wanted so at the moment we got people also going through changes um which i normally um call it the phrase of the dark nights of the soul so during those times, you have either career crisis, you suddenly realize, I don't want to do this job that I've been successful in doing like 20 years, what am I going to do? And, and things like that. And then, or relationship crisis, like, okay, suddenly you are facing a breakup, divorce, or, you know, just, just going through a difficult phrase in relationships. And, and um, sometimes it's body. So maybe you are healthy all this time and suddenly you you had this um, problem in issues in your body and it's been bothering you and you, it makes you not able to work properly, function efficiently, for example. And so all of that are the indicator um, 
um, that your body and your soul, your spirit's telling you what you need to change within because everything is inside um, first and manifest outside and so as our world. So when we change what is in, inside us to make us become more centered, more connected, more peaceful, more happier, and then we will manifest it outside because then your body is feeling happier, your mind is feeling more peaceful, and your emotion is more pleasant. And then it's extend now because then the, your partner, your children, or the people around you could feel that. And so it's create like all these ripple effects that people not aware before, and they are start waking up to this. So this also brings them to the healing journey and understand the gifts as well. Like, what am I here to do? Um, what's my purpose? But actually, we all being we have an inner compass where we are guided into what we're supposed to do and a lot of people are actually doing what they're supposed to do um but they they need some validation um so that is part of the healing journey so i normally sometimes i have people who schedule to have in one-on-one -on -one healing with me to get all this information and then they uh go to the other room um which <laughs> They experience the two hours EES afterwards. <laughs> that sounds like an amazing half day. Um, I saw this great uh, quote the other day, and it said something about um, instead of looking, you know, trying to figure out what you're meant to do, raise your frequency and the path will be revealed before you. Exactly, because you have the connection with yourself and you have clarity in your mind and everything that we know is within so when we oh, that is so right so when we are connected with that part of us everything gets revealed and you even got downloads what we call now uh, or you know intuition or um, clarity which brings confidence all right what is one thing you've done in the last year where you've truly upped your brave yeah, I suppose it's bringing in the system because um, I've been like a hermit um, for many years and um, doing my energy healing practice. I'm also one on one. So um, by bringing the system, not only that we have up our our brave into acquiring funds, um, but also on many level in changing our you know family life and because we are bringing people into our private like home it's a home based business so um, it's it's kind of a big step up for for us and um, it's has been really um, fulfilling so far but challenging um, on the path but we have no problem with actually. Um, the challenges are one of those um, kind of um, tests that I would um, think they are in seeing how, uh, you know, dedicated, how determined we are in, in our goal and how pure we are in um, doing what we wanted in our intention. Um, so I believe that once we aligned ourselves with this, everything flows and it did. So once I release my own fear, my own limitation, and then my own shadow side, um, then I feel that the things just started working amazingly. And now, you know, having this system here is such a blessing and and um it will it will um there will be more new technologies coming for sure. But at, at this moment um in time, this is a really um 
a sophisticated, one of the most sophisticated healing technology you can find in this world right now. Well, it's amazing. We're so happy you brought it in. Um, and it is a gorgeous space you've created. What is on your bucket list? This is something you would, that you would love to do, be, or experience in your lifetime. Possibly something we could help you to achieve. <laughs> yeah, I would love to actually meet Dr. Sandra Michael and also these amazing people doing you know, amazing work like Jason Shirker and, and, you know, other kind of um, spiritual teachers, um, people who are trying to make a difference in this world. I would love to go to America um, one day um, to be able to experience the, the bigger system as well, uh, being in those bigger systems and see, you know, what that feels like. And so it would be amazing. Well, I, I, you know, I imagine there'll be some sort of energy frequency healing type conference or event at least coming up exactly. in the next year. So if, if anyone knows about anything, <laughs> if anyone hears about anything that Carol might want to attend or go along to, then definitely reach out to her. How can people connect with you and what's coming up for you in the next six months or so? Sure. Um, my website is dot 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 at energy hyphen dot co dot or if you Google Energy Medicine New Zealand, you'll find me. Or if you Google EE System, which is E-E-S-Y-S-T-E-M, New Zealand, and you'll find me sitting on the top of the search list. So um, so that's how you can connect with me. And there will be um, a, a email address that uh, attaching the um, website as well. Uh, alternatively, you can contact us by calling my husband's phone number. Uh, his name is Chris Bird. And the number is 021-271-2263, 021-271-2263. If you would like to know more about what we offer and if you'd like to make a booking. But by the way, um, we are operating as a private membership format. Um, so, um, yeah, and the application form is on the website as well. So if you could um, go on the website, you will be able to find it under EE system tab. And then you you see all the testimonials we have collected so far as well um, with these people experiencing this system in our space. Amazing. And they might also want to find out about it because a lot of our people are all across the country here in New Zealand. So if they want to learn about other um, healing centers, EE systems near them, where would they find that information? That's two ways they could find it. Um, well, one, uh, the, the actually the best way is to email me and or or give Chris a call. We'll be able to connect you. But okay. you can find those information on two different websites. The first one is the EE System official website, which belongs to Dr. Sanctuary Michael and her team. So me, um, our center is listed under her website. And you will be able to see that there are two centers there um, that's operating in New Zealand. And the other website is Jason Shirker's Unify Healing Network website. So if you Google Unify Healing, mm -hmm. U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing, and you'll be, or Jason Shirker, you'll be able to find um, the website and those people who join Unified Healing. Although they're both promoting the same EE system, um, it's a different way of marketing. So, um, um, Jason's marketing is under the Unified Healing Network. So you will be able to see other centers that is coming up in uh, Jason's um, website. 
Okay. And Carol, for the people that can get to you geographically, um, I think you've offered a 10% discount on their first healing session. Is that so for RCR listeners? So they just have to mention Reality Check Radio and they can get 10%. Yeah? Yes. And they, they if they could just tell us, uh, emailed us that they you know, um, listen to this show and what's the best part of it. And you get a 10% and we'll send you a code where um, you can actually uh, put in when you do the booking on our online booking system. Amazing. Great. Okay. Um, well, we're just about to wrap things up, but for our listeners, I would love to hear, we would love to hear what has resonated for you from this conversation with Carol Bird, and you spell it Carol, C-A-R-O-L, and then it's Bird, like a bird, B-I-R-D, if you're trying to Google her. Um, what has resonated with you? Is there, what have you learned that you didn't know before? And um, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. So you can send a text, 2057, or email inbox at realitycheck.radio. Carol, before we wrap things up, is there anything else you'd love to share with our audience today? Yes, I would like to say that we all have the power to heal ourselves because whatever that we, we created in this body, we manifested it either from a past timeline or a current timeline. But regardless, it's our own thought patterns. Sometimes it's passed through from our ancestor, through our DNA into this lifetime where we come across the time now is the time that we started to take our power back and decided to heal ourselves by being being empowered by knowledge of different kind of holistic modalities in healing, um, uh, on diet, on whatever it is that's actually natural um, to us and biological the um you know assimilating to us um in order to heal the body so because the power that made the body heals the body so we just needed to connect back to that power such a great message thank you so much carol for joining us today thank you natalie and thanks everyone for listening thank you it was so great chatting with carol bird and I hope you enjoyed getting a little bit of a window into the EE system, what that means, what that could mean for um, healing for maybe you, but people all across New Zealand and all across the world as it's becoming more well-known and more of these places are popping up. We talked about um, a bunch of things in this interview, including how she's got the rainforest, the rainforest frequency. We talked about bioactive scalar waves which activate the light in our DNA and our cellular resonance to nullify detrimental fields. So for some people, that'll be music to your ears. For other people, you'll be like, mm, how does it even work? You know, there might be some skepticism coming in, but as always, I encourage you to have an open heart and an open mind uh, because things are changing in the way that the way that we do things and the things that we thought we knew are even changing Um the more we move forward in this fascinating time <laughs> that we're in. She talked about physical, multi-physical and dimensional ways of being. Um, on her bucket list, Carol was saying that she would love to go and visit the center in America. So of course, if anyone has any connections or even knows about any holistic healing or frequency energy type of conferences or anything happening over in America, uh, maybe Carol can do all of those things. She, share, she shared with us a detox recipe for what you can do in your bath, generally to detox, but specifically after having some very, you know, some energy frequency healing, especially something as powerful as what we discussed today. You can learn more 
you can book uh, a healing session, which she does in person as well as I think as well as digitally online with Carol herself or book to go into the healing center. You can find it all energy um, hyphen medicine.co.nz or po- possibly Google Carol Bird. She also shared with us her husband's mobile number, and he's recently left the corporate world to go in and um, work with Carol alongside. He helped to build this beautiful building that they've built on their property. Um, and he's really managing some of the bookings as well. He's going to be doing some men's circles and things like that as well. So it's quite amazing what they've done. You can text Chris um, on 021 Want an easier way to listen to RCR? Well, you can now download the brand new Reality Check Radio app, both on iOS and Android. We've completed our beta testing, and the app is now live. You can visit the App Stores direct or find out all you need to know at www.realitycheck.radio forward slash app. That's at realitycheck.radio forward slash app. Our test bunnies have been hard at play to ensure you have access to everything from listening to our live broadcast, downloading some of our incredible interviews and checking out the latest blogs all from the very same app. So get listening and download the RCR app now. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Up Your Brave show here with Natalie Cutler-Welsh on Reality Check Radio. My next guest is Matt Bowden. And we are diving deep into the topic of spike detox and the New Zealand science response to the pandemic. Welcome to the show, Matt. Hi, Natalie. How are you doing? I had to stop myself from saying pandemic versus plandemic, but we can get into that. Um, So good to have you here. For those of you that haven't met Matt Bowden before, Matt, aka Starboy Bowden, is a rock musician and activist from New Zealand, previously known as the godfather of the legal highs industry. He is credited with creating non-lethal, non-addictive party pills as safer substitutes for methamphetamine addicts and successfully lobbying in New Zealand for a quality control and regulatory system for psychoactive substances. He performs musically as Starboy and produces progressive rock music with elaborate theatrical stage shows and produces short films, most notably Starboy Eternity. He is also creator of the two products, Rewind and Spike Detox, to support people suffering from the effects of spike proteins, whether from infections, injections, or personal connections. That is quite the path that you've paved. Uh, We could go into a lot of things, but I think today we're focusing mainly on spike detox. So my first question to you is, I guess, really like, why is this so important to you, spike detox, to the extent that you've developed these products? And you might want to touch on a little bit of your backstory or a little bit of the past three years to answer that. So why is spike detox so important to you? Thanks, Natalie. Yeah, well, spike detox for me, I was... When um when COVID came, I was um I'd been living in the Netherlands and popped to Thailand for a holiday because it was getting awfully cold in Holland and the borders to the EU closed and we were sitting there stuck in Thailand looking at it all unfold and my background is having um built a pharmaceutical company and having twenty years experience in drug design and in particular in um in analysing toxicity how dangerous is it as a new medicine or a drug and what are the tests we need to do I could see precisely what the uh, virus was going to do, and I could see um, what the uh, vaccines were likely to do. 
just by my understanding pharmacologically of how those spikes were going to interact with the body. Um, my concern was, hey, a lot of people who get injected with that drug, with those spikes, the way that those spikes interact with our cellular walls, a lot of people are going to be having clots and heart attacks and things. And um, and I was, um, I guess I was really happy to see the government saying they weren't going to mandate the use of this drug um, because the safety testing really wasn't there. And um, from my experience in toxicology, I could understand that. And so I thought, well, for those people that are um, that really want to have a genuine choice of taking injections or um, or facing the you know the virus by themselves, what's the best science that we can use to help people, especially those people who really want to go with natural science instead of um, pharmaceutical or genetic untested drugs? Uh, and so I started just sort of diving into that, looking at what is a spike protein and how should the body be responding to get rid of it, and what what is the body's normal way of getting rid of an unwanted and dangerous um, protein like this? And so that's where I started working on a formulation. How can we protect ourselves from the spikes getting in there? And how can we dissolve those spikes if they're lying around in the body? Um, and so my concern was firstly for people that might catch the, you know, the virus, but also for people that might um, have an injection and um, not um, their body might not respond so well to that. Their body might not be able to get rid of all that stuff back out of the again um and so that's that's really what inspired me to start creating this and i was worried about my children and everybody else's children that might get the bug or might be um peer pressured into having injections i think the the really important thing here is your background your extensive background around that toxicity testing and the pre-existing knowledge that you already had um you know, that really adds to this discussion. What I'd love to ask you is, can you explain to us what is a spike protein? So for our listeners who have heard the term, but we don't really know, like, what is it? What does it even mean? And how do we know if we have them in our body? Yeah, exactly. That's a good question, Natalie. So if we look at what a virus is, a virus is a little bit of... Um, uh, DNA or, or RNA, and it's wrapped um, in a sort of a, a ball. And on the outside of that ball, there's all these sticky little spikes. Um, in the in the case of SARS-CoV-2, these sticky little spikes. And what they are is they're kind of the um, they're kind of the weapon center of the virus in a sense. And they're a special. They're all just you know specific shapes. And how your body works is it's kind of like. Um, it's got a whole lot of keyholes that are different shapes for different shaped keys. And this is what we study in pharmacology. And that virus is trying to get into your cells. And so what it what it's what it's got on the outside are these um sticky spikes that are a certain shape, like a key. And they've been uh, designed to lock into some keyholes on the outside of your cells um, that are exactly the same shape. And um, that's what the spike proteins are. And the problem with these ones is that your cells have got those keyholes or those openings on the outside of them for a certain reason. Um, your body, when it's sending messages from, from like your brain sending a message to your heart, it's a little bit of like if I was going to send you a text message, Natalie, that says, hi, you'd look at it on your screen and you'd see that shape of the capital H that looks like a rugby goalpost. And you'd know that's an H and then you'd see a line with the dot and you'd know that's an I and you'd say, Matt's saying hi. 
our body's exactly the same. It sends shapes around. So your brain sending a message to your heart makes a shape, which is made out of proteins and things, and sends that in the bloodstream. And then it, it lands on your heart, and it's the right shape, and it fits into the cell. And your heart, oh, I've got a message from the brain. I need to speed up. Got it. So that's how our body is communicating. And so one of the little messages that gets sent around in our bodies is called angiotensin. And angiotensin is a little message that talks a little bit about the, you know, the, the consistency of the blood and the pressure and so on. And so the cells have got a little keyholes on the side that are just the right shape for angiotensin's enzymes to fit into. And unfortunately, the spike protein is the same shape. And so it fits into that keyhole. That's how it gets into the cells. The unfortunate thing about it is that that sends a message. It gets interpreted as a message. And so it starts changing the consistency of your blood and so on. And then your body goes, geez, we're getting a lot of these angiotensin messages. Maybe we'll downregulate and, and make less angiotensin sites. So it decreases them and it just upsets the whole balance of everything that's going on in your blood and the blood texture and the blood consistency. That's the problem with having spikes, proteins floating around in your blood. Um, does that make sense? It really does. And I love that visual, you know, interpretation that's helpful for, well, at least for me, but I'm sure it is for a lot of our listeners because mm -hmm. there's so many phrases, you know, and terms thrown around, like even angiotensin, tensions. I hadn't heard that before, but the lock and the key, you know, that is really helpful. Definitely. Okay. So the second part of my question is, um, how do we know if we've got spike proteins in our body? You talked about how it upsets mm -hmm. the body's balance in terms of blood and, like, how do we know if we've got them? And then the next flow on question is, what can we do about it? Um, because you mentioned something earlier about how can the body dissolve these, you know, whether it can yeah. do it naturally or if it needs some help. How do we know if we have spike proteins or what can we do about it? Okay, right. Yeah, so I agree. The body, the human body is the most sophisticated piece of machinery on the planet. It's so highly evolved. It's got these amazing systems for coming right if we just give it the bits and pieces that it needs. How do you know if you've got spike proteins? How could you get exposed to spike proteins? Well, there's three different ways you can be exposed to spike proteins. The first is from an, inf an, an infection. So the virus has got the spike proteins all around the outside of it. And so if you pick up an infection of um, SARS-CoV-2, then you've got spike proteins in your body and your body tries to break it apart and maybe it can break up those spike proteins, but maybe it can't. Some people can get rid of them easily. Some people can't. The second way you can pick up spike proteins is from those injections. The injections had a message which told all of our cells to make more spike proteins, which seemed like a good idea because then your body can recognize the spike proteins, except that the spike proteins are really dangerous. So for some people, it's trouble. So you can catch them from an infection. You can be exposed through an injection or through personal connection. We hear from a lot of people who are saying, everyone around me has been injected except for me, when they get their injections, I come up in hives and I get fatigued. So it seems like, just like quite predictably in the animal studies with an RNA drug, the RNA drug affects the other animals around the person that's in, around the injected animal as well. So it's the same with humans. So you can get spike proteins from an infection, an injection, or a personal connection. And the sorts of things that people say when they've got quite a heavy load of spike proteins are that they feel fatigued and that they feel a brain fogginess. These are the sorts of things that when they first started happening, some people got COVID, they didn't get better afterwards because their body can't break down those spikes. And so they called it long COVID. 
other people noticed that just from the injections, they got the same symptoms. If you go, if you're in Germany, for instance, the health system there recognizes that long COVID and vax injury are largely the same thing. It's too many spike proteins in the body that your body can't break down. So the second part of your question is how does your body get rid of it? Okay, so let's look at what these proteins are. Imagine you've got a really tough piece of steak, Natalie, and you think, I can't feed that to my family. It's too tough. What am I going to do? So you soak it in some pineapple juice. The reason why you do that is it tenderizes the meat. And the reason why pineapple juice tenderizes the meat is it's got an enzyme that breaks down glycoproteins. And that's what the spike is. It's a glycoprotein. So if you had enough concentrated pineapple juice in your system, you'd be dissolving those spike proteins, just like tenderizing a tough piece of steak. Mm. Again, so good with the visuals, um, because during the whole COVID situation, I do remember some friends recommending pineapple juice that a lot of us went out and bought and drank. Uh, I don't know if that was preemptive or just to help us. I'm not really sure. So are you? Are, was that an analogy or an actual um, tip that pineapple juice can be helpful? That's a scientific fact that mm. bromelain is an en a group of enzymes coming from pineapple, which have been shown to break down and dissolve spike proteins. There was some... Some people in Sydney, some scientists over there, worked out that bromelain and NAC and acetylcysteine together um, attacked certain forms of cancer. Why? Because the bromelain and the NAC together concentrate each other's um, action to be able to rip apart unwanted proteiny stuff. They're fibrinolytic, and some cancers form a kind of a waxy coating over themselves. The bromelain and the NAC rip that apart and get rid of those cancers. These scientists got some SARS-CoV-2, put it in a dish, put their bromelain NAC on it, and found that it dissolved the spike proteins and broke those linkages apart. So we know from that that NAC and bromelain together will break apart spike proteins. Also, NAC was something I definitely had in the cupboard because a lot of my friends, you know, we're all on Telegram together and we have different discussions than people do when they're on Facebook. And we weren't on Facebook. We weren't allowed to say certain things or you get banned if you mentioned any holistic remedy, you know, all sorts of things. It was crazy. Mm. Still is crazy. But um, NAC, what does that stand for again? The in acetylcysteine and so it's what it does is it's the um, it's the best form really of cysteine that produces um, uh big sort of a heavyweight powerful antioxidant for our body called glutathione so nac if you take that into your into your body it produces this glutathione and cleans things up if for instance how safe is it is it safe for children people ask if your child has got a horrific asthma attack and you take them to the hospital and they put them on the nebulizer that thing they're inhaling mm -hmm. that's nac if maybe somebody has far too many um paracetamol, Panadol, and they're going to die, go to the hospital, blam, the NAC is the antidote. It just cleans things up really quickly. Mm. So good to know. And so NAC, which me and my friends, you know, we just say knack. We, yep. and I, you know, you can get it at a health food shop. So it's not, you won't find it at Countdown or, you know, Pack and Save on the shelves. Um, and I don't know if you'll find it at the pharmacy. I imagine you would, but you'll definitely find it at a health food store, right? That's right. Absolutely. Yep. If you, you can... We've, we've got a product, but we're more than happy for people to just look at the ingredients and just go out and get them yourselves. No problem with that at all. Just go do it. I just wanted to make sure we had everything together in one pill and it was available so that if things ran out, you could grab this one. And it's easy to take. Yeah, exactly. So given your background in that industry where you're wanting to make safer options for people that wanted the, you know, the party pill guy, like that's your kind of so interesting, isn't it? How life you know, takes us on a journey and here you are, but all those skills from where that led you to this place have been so helpful. 
And now what you've done is use that knowledge to create two products. So I want to hear about them, rewind and something else um, to help yeah. people with the spike detox. So yeah, exactly. People can go out and buy this, that, and the other, or they can get your product that you've put together. So how how does it work? If someone's thinking, oh my gosh, I do have those symptoms. I am fatigued. I do have brain fogginess. The other one I've heard about is joint mobility, meaning people feel really old. They go, oh my God, I feel like I've aged, like my joints are so achy. Is that yeah. also the spike protein? Uh, it causes, <clears throat> excuse me, it causes a lot of inflammation. Mm -hmm. And so um, things are inflamed and the blood consistency is changing. A lot of people um, had sort of microclots. I've had a couple of friends actually lost their lives from the clotting. Um, and if they had um, been able to use something fibrinolytic like this to break down those clots, then they'd you know, perhaps still be alive, you know? Um, and so this is what that's what the product does. And the other two ingredients in there, right at the start of the pandemic when uh, this was happening, I was also looking to see what could you use to stop the spikes from getting into your cells. Just like if you've got, um, when you baby proof your home, you're worried about your kids shoving a fork into the PowerPoint. So you get that plastic three-point plug thing that you stick in your PowerPoint so nothing yeah. else can go in there. Imagine if you could do that for your cells to stop covid getting in, guess what you can, um, two different lots of scientists went to supercomputers at the start of the pandemic and said, there's this virus, what are we going to do? The supercomputers said, that virus is going to get into cells for these ACE, ACE receptor sites. Natural compounds that would um, plug the gap would be thymocin from black cumin seed and quercetin. And so that's why there's four ingredients in Spike Detox. Two of them plug that gap to protect your cellular walls to stop the um, virus from getting in. And two of them will break down those um, spikes wherever they're at in your system. Um, so that's how the whole product works. And I'm yeah, feeling like a star star boy. I'm feeling like a star student because we also have black cumin in, in, the, in the cupboard at home. But it's good to hear oh, about yeah. how they all work. And my, I'd love to know. So people, we still see a few people here and there walking around with masks now these days. Um, and I guess they're trying to, you know, prevent themselves maybe getting COVID again for the second or third time possibly. So can people take some of these things like your product to prevent themselves maybe, or, you know, plug the gap as such from possibly getting COVID in quotation marks again? I don't know. I would. I lived in Asia for quite a few years before the pandemic, and a lot of people wear masks there. And often, it's a sign of politeness that maybe they're not feeling well and they don't want to spread it. Yeah. And so it's always good when we see people. You just never know what's happening inside someone. So I just try to, if I'm going to judge someone, I try to judge positively. That person is trying to be responsible and trying to not spread their sickness is what it sometimes is for me. But can you use this as a preventative? Yeah, if I'm going to somebody's house the other night, it's like, hey, come around for dinner. We've all got COVID here at the moment. <laughs> um, okay, I know that I can take my spike detox, take three caps, cruise around there, have a little bit of zinc. I can sit happily with a room full of people coughing and sneezing all over the food. Obviously, I'm not, I didn't take the injections. I, you could say not vaccinated, but everybody coughing and sneezing all over the food. I know I'm not going to get sick because this stuff can't get into my cells. And if there's anything that gets into my body, it's just going to get all of its spikes shaved off. So you can take it as a preventative. Or if you've been around some, some sick people and they're coughing and sneezing, then just take this and it'll just, if that's what's in your system, it'll, you know, annihilate it. 
Right. So kind of preventative or as a reactive response, like a, so be yeah, proactive so, or reactive. Yep. Yeah. So I contacted the Ministry of Health and I said, hey, I can see the pandemic response is in full swing. Um, and you've had some solutions provided by some international pharmaceutical companies. Who's managing the natural health response for that, you know, 40 or 60% of the community who want to go with natural health? Um, could I assist with providing the natural health response? Here's a solution which we could use, which will work, you know, as well or probably better than those injections. Um, and I just kind of got told off for asking, really. So that was a bit of a bummer. <laughs> That's, you know, and the, part of that for me, my response to that is I'm under the impression that part of the reason why they were able to put us into a state of emergency was because there were no other alternatives available to help. And therefore, they were able to roll out the vaccines like really quickly and et cetera. I don't know if that's the case. That's what I heard. Um, but I do know in my experience, having worked in the realm of natural wellness for at least the past nine years with my essential oils, I do know that holistic health is always sidelined um, and in favor of more patented medicines or options. Uh, but thank you and good on you for even trying. Yeah, well, in the past, when I started out, it was maybe... 1998, maybe 2000, we'd had an ecstasy death in the family and another friend of mine um, uh, died uh, very, very horribly um, with crystal meth anyway. And so I went to the government and said, hey, both of these uh, men who have died have left children behind who are now fatherless. Why are the drugs illegal? Why don't we have quality control instead? And they said, well, the truth is, Matt, the America said they'd stop buying our meat and cheese if we changed our drug laws. And so I'd said, well, why don't we just create some new safer drugs that won't kill people that are non-addictive, that aren't on America's list, and then we can just build our own quality control system. And that's what I'd done. Mm -hmm. And so I'd really enjoyed working with the Ministry of Health like that. I met the ministers and I and I um, made money and um, got the best lawyers and we wrote legislation. We wrote, developed a whole quality control system. We publicly consulted with every body and um and did some really good regulatory development and i'd i'd felt that i'd really enjoyed that level of engagement with the ministry and felt that the government were really open to good ideas and we took it to united nations we presented at united nations our drug policy and we got commended on our drug policy um but and i thought i was going to be knighted or something i thought i was going to be recognized for my for my work i'd spent 20 years you know developing this legislation um but no we got pushback from um the usa through diplomatic channels and from the from the industries that were selling the alcohol and the cigarettes because they started losing market share when we were selling party pills. And I'd come out on the news saying, hey, why don't, we don't really need a safer alternative to cannabis. We need an alternative to alcohol. I'm going to do that. I've got a license. I've got a lab. I've got all the chemists. I'm going to make a safer alternative to alcohol. And that's when I, that's when it took about 14 days for the government to do a U-turn and um, just take me apart. So I'd felt, I felt maybe, you know, if I came back to New Zealand, um, and spoke to the government again that I'd get a better response, but they were just they were just not open to any information or thinking. All the normal policy engagement was just shut down, and there was just they were just take, seemed to be taking orders from somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. They'd be like, "Oh, this guy again." No, that's that's amazing that you went back. And it sounds like I don't know if you know the government. Um, obviously, the governments change over time, but uh, my view on how the government is at the moment is quite negative compared to how I used to think about them in the past. Um, but yeah, it is exactly. It's I feel like a lot of natural options, um, or even ways that people can stay healthy. We, they didn't really promote those. It was all about um, taking 
you know, it was all about for in my view, in my view and in my experience, every time I turned on the radio, you know, it, every time I turned on the TV or walked into a shop, there was a sign or something telling me what to do, which I promptly did not do. Um, mm. Tell me a little bit about the other product you've got, because I think it's called Rewind. Is that more like of an aging thing? Yeah, absolutely. This is amazing. You're going to love this, Natalie. So there's this guy called David Sinclair. He's a famous Harvard scientist, and he notices that a lot of the effects of age kick in at exactly the same time in concert. So he theorizes maybe there's a common underlying mechanism. And so he looks and realizes that every cell in our body has got an enzyme enzyme called NAD. And NAD's job is to pick up electrons from one cell and send them to the next one. So it's kind of like the wiring system in your computer. Um, NAD levels start to decline from the age 35 at the same time as age starts to sort of kick in. So David says, oh, what about if we just put that NAD level back up? It's a natural compound. So it's got some mice. I've never done animal testing. There's a bit of a big thing about that, but David was doing animal testing and he gave them some natural compounds that produced NAD. So the mice, which were old, frail, blind, Alzheimer's mice who can only lie in the corner and go bald and die. Within two to three weeks, they, they were able to find their way through the maze, which means the Alzheimer's was gone. They had heaps of energy, their hair grew back, and they started running around and jumping on each other and having little mice babies again, uh, which was not previously possible. So David thought, wow, I'm going to start putting that stuff in my coffee and see what happens. And so for humans, it's been around about 10 years now, two compounds, NMN, nicotinamide mononucleotide, and NR, nicotinamide riboside. They're both derivatives of vitamin B. And they produce that levels, they increase your levels of NAD back to how they were when you were younger. So most people find initially that the senior moments are gone. It's easier to hold the large picture in your mind all the time. Um, emotional responses are um, much clearer and faster. It used to be if I'd knocked over a glass, I'd go, oh, I'd say a swear word and then be really annoyed for a few minutes because it was broken and then think, I guess it doesn't really matter. It's just a glass. But now I can drop a glass and immediately it doesn't matter. In fact, nothing matters. Nothing really upsets me anymore because I can see the big picture all the time. When I go to the gym, I've got the energy of someone that's maybe 10 years younger. And when I go to see my naturopath, he does a biological age test. I was born in 1971 and my biological age is 44, where it should be 52. So my age is going backwards. Um, and so that I thought that was a great product that we could sell. How long have you been taking using, it yourself? How long? About, I guess, on and off for about a year. And is it like a daily thing or is it a... Yep. Yeah. Take it daily instead of taking a coffee um, or as well as a coffee. Yeah, just take the pills every day. Just maybe take it for three months and then stop for a few months. Um, some... So you're, you're inside your, your cells, you've got your DNA, your chromosomes, and your chromosomes are actually getting shorter all the time, or well, like, the, like the wick of a candle, you know, that's your, it's like your hourglass of your body. And um, the ends of the chromosomes are called telomeres, the tips of your chromosomes, and that's where your body stores backups for your DNA if your DNA gets damaged. Um, studies show that people taking NMN for 90 days, the telomere length doubled. And so why is this important? Are we, is it just all about anti-aging? Well, yeah, it is about anti-aging and it is about having a product out there that people can use, which can supplement sales of our other product. But the other issue with the spike proteins, whether they're from an infection, injection, or just a dodgy connection, is that they um, they damage the DNA. 
And so we want to put something out there for people who want to repair their DNA because damaged DNA leads to cancer. And so Rewind, yep, sure, makes most people feel a few years younger, gives you more energy, gives you mental clarity. Um, it, it helps a whole host of other um, issues. You can look at nmn.com um, or come to our website at um, extralife.co.nz. Um, but it actually protects DNA as well. So that's what it's really all about. This is great. And it really vibes with, by the way, you guys, what I often will do in the outro, which I do after this, is I kind of say, if you like this, you'll also like that. Meaning if you like this interview, I've got a few more that I've done, you know, because yeah. I have interviewed some people about detoxing and other um, health, you know, healing and other health related ones. What I'd love to know is you and your personal life or what other things do you recommend for people around or uh, what else do you do maybe for, around health and wellness, like proactive health and wellness? So for me, I'll throw out a few. Filtered water. Like I literally have not drinking drunk tap water, AKA crap water for about the past six years since I got a really good water filter. Now I don't have one in my whole entire house, so I'm still showering in tap water, but I'm hoping to change that. Um, you know, other things people often talk about is grounding and stuff. What, what do you do in your daily routine or weekly routine to stay well? A lot of it is attitude, just knowing that um, you are a divine being in human form. I'm a very spiritual person. I did years in Christianity as a as a prophet. I had like a psychic gift so I could look into people and know what's happening in their life and what's been happening and why. did years and um, studied Buddhism and, and uh, meditation and all sorts in Thailand. And so it's about knowing that you are a divine being meditation to take each day and look at the energy you're in if you're annoyed or grumpy or something just go right back know that you're a divine being and that the universe is on your side and to just come back to a place of peace in the mind and from that come to a place of gratitude and then just to be, build up joy and emanate that joy and emanate that joy and raise that frequency because that's the most important part of healing for me yeah. is that you can um, you can totally eliminate disease um, by just knowing that your body is just a slowed down crystallized form of your spirit which is above all of this um so that's a big one meditation um happiness and joy um but then i'll do things like juicing is really important not eating too much meat i don't really eat sugar i try to keep a grip on my coffees um i don't take things like uh, mdma or crystal methamphetamine that i used to years ago because they take too long to recover from um, I try to avoid dangerous drugs like alcohol and heroin. If I want to get a little bit high, I might eat a tiny bit of a mushroom or um, or use a little bit of cannabis or something. Um, try to go for natural things and just try to eat really well. I, vitamin D is really important. At the mm. start of the virus, I think if you really look at the science, the clearest biomarker for having a um, low amount of damage or effect from COVID was the vitamin D level, not vaccination status. So vitamin D, vitamin C, good water, yeah, believing in happiness and believing in that this is a beautiful world. And um, even as our the governments and those systems are sort of crumbling and fall apart because we don't need them anymore, it's because we don't need them anymore. It's because we're waking up and we're evolving. More and more people every day are waking up and realizing that there's so much more to this life, you know, that we're more than just meat sacks crawling around on a rock spinning around the sun. You know, we're divine beings and we can manifest and create with our, with our minds and our conscious intention and belief. So that's a little bit of me. <laughs> I love everything about that response. And it reminds me when I first met you, 
Um, so for those listening, I don't know how many of you guys were at the NZD SOS conference. You know, I mentioned it many times in the lead up to it and following, but that's the New Zealand doctor speaking out with science. And Matt and I were both there. We actually had display tables. So you had your products. I had my products, but I remember meeting you and we were like loading everything into the elevator to try to go and get set up. And you were just such a joyful, animated person. And what I'm loving about this interview is it's such a beautiful fusion of science, spirituality, and the theater, you know, that theatrical side of you, um, even with your examples that you, you share with me in terms of the metaphors um, but also, you know, the education around some of the stuff you know so much about the spike proteins and the science of it. And then your attitude to life, you know, that is that is an amazing response. And I know you guys are only listening. You can't see Matt's face, but if you could have seen his face just then closing your eyes, you just look so um, present. And I think you're right. Attitude, attitude towards life, the way that we see things, even your comment about the masks. You know, I would think I, I, I agree. I think if, um, I mean, even now when I see someone with a mask, I do kind of feel quite negative towards them, if I'm honest. And even you just saying, you know, we just need to, we don't know that what, what it's about for them. And it is a sign of um, respect in other countries if you do feel unwell. And I, I mean, I just love everything about what you're saying today. So thank you for bringing you to this and sharing your story. Um, I'd love to ask you first about the song that we're going to play, and then I'm going to wrap up with the, the four questions that I ask all my guests. So tell me about the song that you've chosen, because you're gonna we're going to play one of your songs. Okay, well, I make progressive rock, and this song is one I wrote, oh, maybe 10 years ago now, about Lady Liberty. And Lady, Lady Liberty is an exotic dancer by night, and she is um, she's waiting for her true love to come. But by day, she has a job where she has to stand on the coast of this large continent where she is a statue, and she has to look out to sea, hoping that's, that that. Um, a partner will come one day who will bring balance. And it's from my album, Liberty Overtime, which I wrote 10 years ago about what's happening now, about too much liberty and freedom over too much time. Where does it lead? Um, and this is where it leads. And that's what Lady Liberty is about. Uh, liberty over time. And this the song is just called Liberty. Yeah. Mm, well, I think we are seeking, a lot of people are seeking more liberty and freedom. Do you have, we will play that after um, after my little outro. We're going to play your song, which is exciting. Do you have any thoughts on, like, where do you see us in a year? You know, New Zealand or or internationally you know, across the world. What do you see coming our way? I'll tell you what I'm going to do next, and that's this. I am about to ask for venture capital to move back into psychoactives because the what I did before setting up that regulatory system, um, looking now, the real pandemic that's around the planet is mental health issues. It's um, post-traumatic stress disorder, addiction, all those kind of issues. And the drugs that we've got at the moment, all the ones that ends with PAM, for instance, that people people get if they've got a mental health issue, they shut down emotional processing. And if all the population are on those, everyone's going to be completely useless. The only drugs that show promise for these sorts of issues are psychedelic drugs, things like the mushrooms that um, graciously pop up due to nature once a year for people to um, assist people with their processing. Magic mushrooms and things like um, uh, some of the other psychedelics are the only things that look like they show promise for trauma. And so I believe that those things should be available to people that need them. So I'm going to have a startup for developing and tailorizing 
um, uh, new psychoactive drugs for dealing with trauma. And the reason why is because the only country in the world that's got purpose-built legislation for the development and deployment of psychoactive drugs is New Zealand. I've established a building platform and I'm going to use it. And people think, is that so you can make millions of dollars? No, 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 no. This time, what I want to do, because I've sat in Thailand for five years meditating and thinking, have I really lived my best life? Have I done the best that I can do for my country and for my race of humans? And no, I think that the way forward is that we are set up, we set up a not-for-profit organization where we develop psychoactives that are safe enough for people to use to process their trauma. And all of the money from that goes into researching and providing natural health solutions to detox and break the addiction and set people free from drugs, whether those drugs are illegal drugs or whether they are legal drugs or whether they are mandated drugs. We need to be able to provide people detox solutions for mm. illegal drugs, legal drugs, and those mandated drugs. And we should be doing that using um, using money from consumer products. And so we want to move away from the idea of profit capitalist enterprises controlling our lives and that being the basis of our society and say, no, we will build community-owned organizations where all the money that is raised from amazing products goes into providing health, natural health solutions for the community free of charge for those people who no longer wish to subscribe to the synthetic genetic um, <laughs> drug empire's um, model of health, if that's what you could call it. So that's what I'm doing next. And I'm going to start asking for um, capital from uh, venture capital organizations and funding, people that invest money. When it makes money, you'll get your money back maybe 10 times. But after you've had it back 10 times, the shares move into the not-for-profit organization. So we're investing in building community assets. That's what I'm doing next. And that's where I see us going in the next year, next couple of years as a community coming together, self-funding, sustainable solutions so that we are no longer dependent on our governments who have just become, you know, partnered with corporate for-profit entities that suck the profits out of our world and send them to investors overseas. That's what I'm doing next. Come with me. Wow. <laughs> that big and bold, uh, yeah, that's a great vision. And as you were talking, I'm thinking it is kind of crazy, isn't it, that we have pretty much on every corner. You can get alcohol, coffee, or vapes, you know what I mean? On like every corner. It's But I think it's a time for us to move more towards health and part of what you touched on, processing our emotions, you know, going through healing. And there's various ways to do that rather than just suppressing emotions with um, prescription medications. So totally, yeah. The psychoists need to be available from clinicians. So we build natural health healing centers with um trained clinicians who are able to assess alcohol and drug needs and other mental health needs, um, able to give people products that they need to process, give them the training and support. If someone's moving into problem usage, they can get alongside and say, Hey, that's not the best way to process. Um, here are some better ways. Uh, and so we can totally do this in New Zealand and model this to the rest of the world. Yeah. All right. What is one thing you've done in the last year where you truly upped your brave? I've done two things in the last year. One was putting on the Labyrinth Circus um, theatric, immersive theatrical experience parties and starting a new kind of party where people come into a room. It's a dance party. There's DJs. Everybody's in costume. And then things kind of start getting weird. Every hour on the hour, the walls move. New rooms open up into immersive environments that look like they're in different universes. And there's actors. You don't know who are the actors and who aren't. It's oh. a bit like a murder mystery dance party thing. So that was one thing I did. Um, you can check out 
um, instagram.com slash labyrinth circus. And the other thing was uh, finally going to the advertising association and asking permission to make um, uh, limited claims about my product Spike Detox, getting permission to use the name Spike Detox and to be able to say um, that it helps to remove unwanted proteins. So I'm allowed to advertise my product, which I was absolutely terrified of. I thought if I asked that I'd get locked up or something mm -hmm. or blacklisted, but um, I've got permission to advertise the product, which tells me that in New Zealand now, it's okay to start talking about that something went wrong. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's right. And going through those, you know, being able to say it um, and make those claims and is really important. So people know that they can trust it as well. Um, yeah. Bucket list. What is one thing that, uh, or something you've got on your bucket list, something you'd love to do, be, or experience in your lifetime that we can help you with? Oh, I've, ex I've experienced quite a lot already. You know, I got a band and traveled around the world and played on big stages and big festivals with flamethrowers and lasers and crazy stuff. What I really want to do is to build those natural health healing centers. Like I've got a supplement that you can give to people that are on pee that stops them craving meth. And I'd like to put that through a clinical trial and be able to give it out to people. So I want to build natural health healing centers um, for, for addiction recovery and treatment. That's really what I want to do. I'll be happy if I can do that. And then and then my work would be done, I think. <laughs> Amazing. I'm writing that down. And so for anyone listening, if you know someone or if you are someone that can help in this area, Natural Health and Healing Centers for Addiction and... Addiction, Interruption and Recovery. Yeah. Addiction and Recovery. Then definitely get in touch with Matt. So what yep. is coming up for you? Well, let's start with um, connections. How can they can connect with you, um, whether they just want to find out more about what you're up to or buy the spike um rewind or the spike protein product or they can help with your you with your bucket list how can they connect with you um if you want to find some spike detox go to spikedetox.nz spikedetox.nz if you want to talk to matt bowden then come to mattbowden.com bowden is spelled like the love child of david bowie and edward snowden b-o-w-d-e-n so it's matt bowden m-a-t-t -T bowden b-o-w-d-e-n mattbowden.com is my website all my other crazy stories from everybody's talked to me from vice to national geographic to pacific 60 minutes it's all there if you want to know my story and you can contact me jump on my mailing list mattbowden.com Amazing. And then Instagram was that Labyrinth Circus. Yeah, Instagram, Labyrinth Circus, or um, there should be links to everything from mattbowden.com. If you want to watch my movie, if you want to watch a steampunk sci-fi movie, the most ambitious rock video New Zealand's ever seen, starboyeternity.com. <laughs> it was this crazy story that came to me of a chemist being run out of town and reinventing himself. And as we were filming the lynch mob scene, 60 Minutes were standing behind my camera crew, filming them filming me to make a horrible story about me, which incited a lynch mob, which had me run out of town. So at that point, I crossed timelines with my alter ego and i had to quickly write a nice happy sequel so that um so that i could then live it and have a nice comeback which i'm doing now so watch that crazy movie if you want to it's pretty cool Show <laughs> an alternative to, to netflix all right yeah. what is coming up for you in the next uh six months or so um a venture capital raise for mm -hmm. my new pharmaceutical company um trying to convince investors that it's cool to invest in something where you're going to get your money back 10 times but after that it's going to be a community asset um and hopefully that stop p product um making a supplement to give to meth addicts that puts all the chemicals back in their brain that are missing to stop their craving and so they can think straight again i'd really like to be able to help meth addicts yeah amazing 
Amazing. All right. Before we wrap things up, is there anything else you've said so much, but is there anything else you want to share with our audience today? Um, I guess the one thing about the spike detox that I just want to share is that viewing things from the perspective of spike proteins means that you can talk to your friends because because you know if somebody's sick because they've had an injection or an infection it doesn't matter we're all the same we've all got the same problem now it's these spikes and um i just really feel that the important thing now that we've been in division is to reconnect and to look into the eyes of every other soul every other person that you see and just know that what's inside of them is the same bright light that's inside of you and to move away from judgment and division there are no pure bloods now. There's just all of us um, human beings that have all been, um, they're being shaken and woken up a little bit. And so um, let's just keep sharing that love and looking on one another with acceptance and empathy and compassion and not judgment and um, just build together um, one community of one people. Yeah. Oh, what an amazing note to end on. Thank you so much, Matt, for um, being here today as an amazing guest on the Up Your Brave show. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Natalie. Much love. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Well, there you go. Such a fascinating interview with Matt Bowden. Um, we talked about a lot of things, including toxicity testing, uh, some supplements and things some people might not have heard of, like NAC. We talked also about NAD and the power of pineapple juice. I better put that on the shopping list. Um, he talked about how exposure to spike proteins can happen from infection, injection, or personal connection. And I love his forgiving heart. You know, like it, it doesn't matter how, or it doesn't matter how it happened or where it happened. The point is we can help people to detox. And a lot of people don't realize that they can detox, um, and therefore hopefully not have some of those negative, um, things happening in their health. And that's really what we want to do is we want to educate and inspire people to take action and to be empowered with their health. Um, because as I always say, you are the CEO of your own health. And the more we know, the more we can really look after ourselves and help others to do the same. Uh, we, you can find out more from about Matt and also get your hands on the spike detox. And that is mattbowden.com or spikedetox.nz. And, you know, and you can also listen to him. He's got a beautiful, uh, tons of amazing music. I'm actually going to play a song uh, that's going to get you going for your day coming up. This next song is by Matt and it is called Liberty by Master Mix Starboy Music. Here it is.
I never even played her song again. Welcome back to the Up Your Brave show. It has been a powerful show today, and thank you so much for being here with us. We've talked about a range of topics, and I've got some questions to pose. What in your life are you ready to heal? Maybe it's time to have a soft heart, as Hector Bassett said, or maybe it's time to seek out some energy healing, as we discussed with our guest, Carol Bird. Or perhaps time to detox from the spike proteins that Matt Bowden mentioned, as we've all picked them up in some way over the past three years. One of the things I say in my business a lot is I ask this question, what are you ready to courageously create? And to do that, 
What are you willing to lovingly let go of? Something to ponder. Maybe it's something massive, you know, maybe it's not, maybe it's just something that you want a slight change that you want to make in your life that will have a ripple effect. Like Hector swapping to a shorter work week so he can spend some more time with his family. What are you longing for? This is a question that um, you guys might remember. I got that lovely award, the Global Women's Evolutionary Award uh, for Leadership and Social Impact a few weeks back. And one of the questions they ask is, what are you longing for? And then on the flip side, what are you done with? And both of those really resonated for me that, first of all, they're so similar to the questions that I ask about courageously create and lovingly let go of, but they have a different energy. So I want to ask you, and you can put your hand on your heart if if you're up for it, what are you longing for in your life? See what comes in. And then on the flip side, with a little bit more energy or a little bit more aggression, what are you done with? Because sometimes, you know, especially now as we come coming to the kind of the end of 2023, um, it is a time to release and to let go of some things in our life so that we can show up and be who we're born to be. That's my take on it, at least. So I'd love you to have an amazing weekend. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you to my amazing guests as well. And of course, the team that helps me put this show together. Thank you for being part of the Up Your Brave show. And we will see you next week. You've been listening to Up Your Brave with Natalie Cutler-Welsh on RCR, Reality Check Radio.